Welcome, everybody, to the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. But this is a special bonus episode where we're going to talk about The Last of Us, the first game, not the second game. We're not going to talk about leaks or anything about the second game. We'll probably talk opinions on the second game as we get closer to the end of the episode. But if you're worried about leaks or any type of spoilers for Last of Us Part 2, you will not find those here. So don't worry about that. Um, but joining me on this lovely evening to talk about The Last of Us in this special spoiler cast is the former Overwatch fiend, Mr. Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm doing well. Huh. Waiting to, uh, you know, talk about this game, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't, I forgot how, like, long it's been since this game came out. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things, replaying it now, I'm like, it actually looks good, the remastered, too. I want to I want to actually go back to the PS3 one and see what it looks like compared to the remastered. Yeah. I never played it on PS3, so I don't know what it looks like. Uh, obviously, my name is Brennan Groom. I didn't say my name, I don't think. So <laughs> I'm your host, Brennan Groom. Uh, also joining us, making his too many times uh, appearances, the features editor for Twinfinite, Mr. Grayson Morales. Grayson, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm good. Doing pretty good. I just made a concoction of a drink oh. with some... <laughs> Well, that a concoction, but I had I had spice rum that we've been had. We, I've been sitting there for months, so I decided to, to, go to like use. Shake, I decided to like shake it up with some iced tea. And it tastes oh, nice. Pretty good. Yeah, not wrong with that. I got a little oh, yeah, tequila yeah. tequila lemonade going on over here. So yeah. Um, and then also joining us on this lovely evening is another writer from Twinfinite, Mr. Jesse Vitelli. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I also have a beverage with me: the people's drink, <laughs> water. <laughs> Uh, and coffee it, di- it disappeared when you put it up to your background oh, and i was right. like i don't know what he has mystery beverage but yeah i'm doing all right happy to be here thanks for having me again yeah of course i mean i if if people have listened to the previous spoiler cast when we talked about final fantasy 7 i think this is a pretty solid crew of uh like-minded individuals who also maybe don't feel the same way about every game we'll rounding see. Yeah, well, I have, I have a feeling I know where everyone's heads are at with this. Um, I don't think anyone knows where my head's at, though. Nope. Rounding us out on this lovely evening is writer for Dual Shockers, Mr. Cameron Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right, all things considered, in the yeah. world right now. Yes, I know there is a lot a lot going on. Um, but before we roll into the episode, speaking of that, I wanted to bring up, uh, if you are a listener of the show, you would know that we are always very outspoken about, you know, any of these types of injustice in the world. We we're we're very forward thinking and we we care about everyone and that's kind of where we stand. So if you are listening to this and you haven't protested or you aren't donating to anything, there's plenty of ways that you can get involved. Um, you can d- donate directly to the Black Lives Matter movement. There's plenty of bail funds for your state, I'm sure, and many other states around the country. Uh, I think as of last night, every state is now protesting. So if, you know, wherever you are, there's someone to benefit if you can't go out, you know, and physically protest yourself. Um, and then there's plenty of other organizations that are both helping, you know, with other types of things um, that you can donate to if you wanted to donate to something that was more local um, to your to your town or to your state. Um, and then please, you know, take your chance on social media and in other aspects of your life to elevate uh, black voices and other you know people of color in this time because this is a it's a revolution things are things are changing 
for the better. Um, but yeah, I just want to say that from the get-go, just because, I don't know, fuck racism? Hell fuck yeah. the president? And yeah. if you're listening to this and you don't agree with that, then, I mean, I would see you. Like, bye, please go away. I, I, don't, need, I don't need you for anything. You're, you're, you're your opinion is irrelevant in this uh, in this conversation. Anyways, with that out of the way, before we get into and dive deep into The Last of Us itself, I think uh, it would be good to kind of know where everyone is, or at least the listeners to know where everyone is with The Last of Us in regards to, um, you know, what does this game mean to you? Did you play it on the PS3? And did you play it on the PS4 remaster for the first time? Like, where is this game for everyone? Just so we can kind of gauge where everyone's at and the listeners can kind of pick who they want to root for as this <laughs> goes along. Um, why don't we start with Todd? Because then I'm going to go to Cam right after. <laughs> no, um, for me, um, so I feel like every time I talk about, like when we do a regular episode of the podcast, I'm always bringing up my kids. I feel like I'm like, becoming the Jason Schreier thing where he like brings up his kids like every two seconds because it's like involved in our world of video games. But I played this game before I had, I have two kids now. I played this game before I had any kids, you know, and it was it, the first opening scene of this game, like hit me really hard. And uh, it was pretty much set the tone of the game for me. Um, so it, it's, it's one of those things. Now I have kids and I'm playing it over again. And it just like guts me more. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you know, like, and, and you like, I just love the progression of Ellie and Joel and how they go from being this kind of like, I don't want to fucking do this. Screw you. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be with you either. And then they start like, you know, start hitting it off, you know, with little things, you know, like maybe like, cause, cause Ellie's got like, you know, the sharp tongue. So I think Joel appreciates stuff like that, but like you just, it, it basically builds up throughout the game. And, um, I totally relate with the story way more now. Um, which is like, one of the things that I actually didn't appreciate so much in the beginning. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that for me, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, the game itself, um, I feel like the fighting feels a little, um, I don't want to say dated, but kind of, but I'm cool with it. I'm still cool with the fighting and everything. And it's, I, I forgot how stealthy the game was, you know, like I, I'm one of those people that like I play Hitman and I never do anything in stealth. I run around with my two dual, pistols and shoot everything in the room i don't do anything so like this so like this is like the exact opposite style of a game i like you know like Todd, but, every uh, game isn't max pain 3 okay real, that's all i want oh, hitman you know. could be max pain 3 if you try <laughs> <all else. laughs> yeah. but uh yeah no so that's i mean yeah the game I, I, it's one of the best stories in games that gaming i've ever seen and uh yeah i mean we can dig into it more um as yeah far we'll, as, we'll dig into yeah, it some yeah, more yeah we can dig into it more I Cam's shaking his head, so I I need to know, Cam, <laughs> did you play this originally on the PS3 or visit it for the first time in the remaster, or where, where are you at with The Last of Us? So <laughs> I started. So I first played The Last of Us on the PS3. Played probably two to three hours, and I stopped because I got bored. Uh, then I actually played it like full time through on the PS4. And I think it is a fine game. I think the performances are specifically, you know, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. I think the performances are fantastic. Um, arguably the best in gaming. But um, I think that the 
story is rather predictable. I think the um I don't like the treatment of all their side characters that aren't Joel or Ellie. Um I don't I'm not a big fan of the gameplay. Uh yeah, I'm really just there for uh I'm really just there for Ellie at this point cuz I don't like Joel as a character. I think he's uh like and I think that's like one of the things that was inter- that I think uh we can all hold hands on was that the ending is really interesting um in the sense of Joel is a fucking monster. I fucking hate Joel. <laughs> that's why I like him. That's why I like him. You know? Um we so, might not hold hands on the ending as much as you think. Oh, uh, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, Joel is a monster. He is the villain of the story. Um, and yeah, that's how I feel about The Last of Us at this point. I don't want to go into ma- major details until we yeah, yeah, get into the thick of it. Okay. Grayson, what about you? What What is The Last of Us to you? Um, I, I Like, if you asked me, like, four or five years ago, I would have told you that that game's probably like my favorite game of all time. My opinion like changes from time to time, but uh, yeah, it just means a lot to me. I don't know why, but when that game was first announced, leading up to its release, I was super, super excited. Like I've never been that excited for a AAA title in like a long time. Where I would watch like the gameplay trailers over and over again. I remember like downloading a video on my PS3 from the PSN store of like a the last of us or something and watching it like over and over again and showing people hey look this game looks really cool Uh, at the time i was very impressed with like how that game was um presented even though the gameplay didn't really look like the first trailer when it actually came out um i saw a lot of fun with it um and yeah just a game that means a lot to me like like todd has mentioned earlier um the beginning always hits me hard like every time i went back and played that game that that 15 20 minute introduction like when um when sarah like dies and the noises she makes and like i don't have a kid but i can somehow still feel tons of emotion uh for that scene uh and the way joel is feeling during that time and then just watching him and ellie throughout the course of that game get closer and closer to one another and then just getting to the whole you know we'll get into this later with the hospital scene and having to deal with the doctors and you know the ending it just to me this game when i think about this game i think about the story and these two characters i don't really think the gameplay is like a shining um it's not the best part of that game it's average like cameron was saying it's not really super enjoyable to me um when i think about the game i think about joel and ellie them walking together and like searching through houses and and um going through drawers and having these like little conversations that don't they're not really saying too much to each other, but with the few words they are saying, it really speaks a lot. Um, it speaks volumes. And you see them like get closer and closer. And um, I don't know. I've just never played a game like that. So when I when I first played it and it beat it and not knowing what was going to happen and not having anything spoiled for me, even when you play as Ellie it, and even when you play as Sarah, it's just, it, it blew my mind back then. And I still, I still feel that way today. Even though when I go back and play it, it, it never feels quite the same. It's like playing Breath of the Wild. It's like I, it's like I want to play that game again, but my mind just like erased. Yeah, um, I totally understand. Of course, that's impossible to do. I, I I will. I do want to say that when I did play The Last of Us like two years ago for the first time, I did not get. I knew nothing. I didn't get spoiled about anything. 
So the, I did go in fresh. Like I, it was like my first quote unquote like time uh, playing it. But yeah, I didn't I didn't feel the same way. But I just wanted to note that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah. Jesse, what about like you? It. What is The Last of Us to you? <laughs> uh, so I have a kind of like a weird history with The Last of Us because so that game came out 2013, 2014? Yeah, 2013. So. 2013. So the first time I had ever even heard about it, because back in 2013, I wasn't in games. I wasn't really I didn't have a PS3. So like anything that wasn't on the 360 was just completely off my radar. Uh, and I went to PAX East with a friend because I was living in Boston at the time. And we decided to go to PAX on a whim. And they were showing the game. I was on the floor. It was playable. And we waited in line for like three hours. I don't know what possessed us to get on that line. Because uh, neither of us knew anything about the game. We were just like, oh, let's just wait on this line and play it. And I played through the demo. And I got this weird, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, it's like a stress ball, but it was like a brick from the game. And it said The Last of Us on it. <laughs> And I was like, all right, that was pretty cool. Never thought about the game again until I got a PS4. And then I played the remaster when that came out. And I was like, oh, this game actually was really good. I remember playing it back at PAX and then never thinking about it again. And then I played through it and I liked it a lot. And now I'm here. Solid. And so I only knew about The Last of Us because of a random PAX East demo. Did you remember, like... The dem- what what the demo was? Like, yeah, was so you're in Boston, um, okay. and it's the so you're climbing up the building or you're climbing down the building rather, and mm-hmm. it's like one of the parts where you have to like pull a stupid thing away from the door and it's making a lot of noise and there's a clicker and every time you okay. go to pull the thing it chases you and you throw the brick and that's why they had the little brick thing to give you when you beat the demo, and mm-hmm. yeah, what was that? Had no idea what I was doing, but it was a good time. Interesting. Well, I mean, it led you here, so I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah. So my history with Last of Us also a little bit different, uh, and also borrows some some from Can as well, where I never played Last of Us. I had a PS3 at some point. I bought a PS3 when Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of the pa- Guns of Patriots, Sons of Patriots, Guns, of the, Guns Patri- of the Patriots. Guns of the Patriots. Yeah. I bought a PS3 when that game came out. I bought that bundle, and I like. I played very little of my PS3. I'm when it comes to PS PlayStation and X and Microsoft, I'm usually more Microsoft just for like most of the titles, like even like things that are on both. I usually just play on Xbox. I prefer the controller achievements, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I don't, I didn't ever really play a lot of PlayStation exclusives. Um, and Last of Us just never, never did anything to me from what i saw everyone always raved about it and for years and years and years told me this is a game you have to play one of the best games ever made you got to play it. you got to play it. you got to play it. i knew nothing about the story other than you know zombies quotes quote unquote <laughs> and uh i thought that when i decided all right you know what i'm gonna do this now leading up to the last of us 2 when we started making all these plans to do this spoiler cast and and then when the second game would come out i was like all right you know i'll i'll, I'll bang through this I'll get this done. I don't know anything about the story. Hopefully I like it. I felt going into it like might be a little hard to actually live up to years of people telling me this is one of the best games ever made. Um, I think it's hard for me to look at it with through that specific lens just because I think there's something different that you might get from the game if you played it when it came out. Um because, yeah. like, Todd, I think Todd mentioned, uh, 
the obviously it's a PS3 game. So, you know, me being someone that plays a lot of video games, when I'm playing this game for the first time, not having any history with it, not having nostalgia for it, I look at it through that scope of, I mean, it's a PS3 game, so I should expect it to play like a last generation game and not expect it to be mechanically like something that would be, you know, released during this current gen. Um, so I can remove that from my brain, but I mean, it still shows its its age. It's still the gameplay is not great. I don't really think the puzzle. I think the puzzles are really boring, and they're the same puzzle every time. Um, I don't need to move a fucking wooden pallet through the water again. Please stop making me do this. It is not I'm hard to figure out. I don't want puzzles ever. I don't want puzzles in any of my games I play. <laughs> I, I like puzzles if they like, they're never done well though. Like maybe Tomb Raider did some good ones recently, but I can't like think of like games that like nailed puzzles. No, I mean I like I liked the shrines in Breath of the Wild. I thought those yeah, were for the I most like part good games. puzzles. Um I just thought this was you know, and again, maybe at the time, you know, if you're comparing it to other games that came out at the time, maybe those puzzles were, you know, in line with what was out there, or maybe they were more revolutionary than what, you know, other three D games were doing. I, I'd have to look and see what else was out at that time to make that make that uh, a quick time events correlation. And I and I hate quick time events. That's yeah. another that's another discussion though. Oh, quick time events are awesome. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> only only in like very few games have I been like, all right, I'm okay. like I I enjoyed this quick time event. I feel like there was a an era of time where yeah. quick time events were like the thing to do and oh 100 percent and they 100%. were like not always that great. They were like just kind of silly or stupid or it was. I always felt like. Hey, this is our way of saying, are you paying attention still? Press this button. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nac 2 got some cut... sick quick time events. Oh, if yeah? you're looking for it. Okay. Check uh, out Knack 2. I might have to check that out. Um, so yeah, so to, to kind of sum up my, my thoughts on what Last of Us is to me, it's a game I had no history with, a game I had no interest with. It was hard to get to it knowing that so many people wanted me to play it and held it very highly. Uh, I think the story overall really good, and I think it's what I enjoyed the most about it. It does, I think, fall into some like very zombie tropey stuff. Um, I think the other part of it that made me like the story a lot, maybe more than I would have otherwise, I, I have no way of knowing. But the fact that I'm playing it for the first time, it's about a pandemic. We're living through a pandemic. I feel like there was a lot of cathartic things Start, that were starts in Boston. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. like there was a lot of things that were going through my brain as I was playing it, and I had no idea that this game had a portion in Boston. So when you get through the prologue, which takes place in Austin, and then the game puts you in Boston, I like was very confused because I was like, "Wait, didn't they say they were in Austin? Why are they in Boston right now?" But like seeing the state house, like in in the Commons, just like overrun and water everywhere, and like all the stuff, I'm just like. I feel like this is where the world is heading right now in real life. It was like a really weird experience. And I think it made me enjoy the game a lot more just for those things. Um, but there are definitely some other parts and uh, that definitely resonated with me a little bit more. But as we go through, I guess, the arcs of the game, we can kind of touch upon those, you know, how everyone feels about that. Um, so moving into the prologue, or I guess before I even get into that, has anyone replayed the game recently besides Todd? No. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's on, it's on like playthrough number five. I... That's like me with Final Fantasy VII. I'll probably like that. It's like I'll never play it again. I have played through that game more than once, but not recently. Okay. Yeah, same. It's been years since I touched it. Yeah, I would. I mean, 
I would argue, like, if you have easy access to it, like, play through a, a little bit of the beginning just to see how you feel about how they handle certain things and how the dialogue is in particular. I mean, I guess if you rewatch the cutscenes, it might do that for you. But I, I just I feel like there's some things there that hit a little bit differently because we're living in a pandemic. Um, but going into maybe I don't know, Cam doesn't agree. I, I watched I watched like the beginning portion and like the end portion of the game today, and I was just like, I don't know. I like it. it was like, oh, this is the same opening again. Like I, I I've seen the opening so many. I've seen the opening of this game like yeah, I mean, at least ten times. You know what I'm I mean? Sure, yeah. It's it's so iconic at this point. Um, you, show, you have to show people who haven't seen it that don't care if they see the game or not too. You're like, oh, you don't want to play? Okay, let me show you. This is really cool. This is a video game. You know, like. So, <laughs> and I think yeah, it, yeah. But I mean, I have my issues with the story in itself, and I think, and I, you know, it's kind of what like Grayson said, and and uh, Andy, uh, kind of funny, said it too, which I just don't think is, I just don't think is a a good criticism for a game. It's just like, yes, like we have. At the bottom line is that this is a game you know what i mean and it's a game that gives you gameplay like you know the survival-esque gameplay but when it's like when it's bad like i just i just can't say like oh it's still a great game even though the gameplay is bad i'm just like but it's a game like that's what like it's supposed to be that's like the thing that is at the end of the day especially for like you know with the genre like there's different genres that are like meant to like this is meant to tell a story straight up like so like like the walking dead like you know those games you're not gonna get the best gameplay um but that's you know to a certain degree excusable based off its genre but when you're playing this survival like action type game like i want to enjoy playing this game regardless of how good the story is yeah you know i kind of i kind of agree with you on that so when people say like oh it's one of the best i know it's one of the best games i've ever played even though the gameplay is bad i'm like that's not that's not a thing. You uh, like to me, like I think that's not a a, a real criticism. Do you feel yeah. the same way about Red Dead Redemption 2? No, because I think the gameplay's great in Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. See, that's what I told Brian. Because that was Brennan. a complaint I heard a lot with Red Dead as well. It was like yeah, no, a lot of people gameplay bad, story good. I like the thing is, is because I know that what the that with Red Dead Redemption 2, for example. Hey, I didn't bring not me and Todd didn't bring it up this time, Brendan. <laughs> no, no, I brought it up on purpose. Oh, okay, okay. But, but also like, because but it's, like, it's, it's a good it, comparison. It's a yes. good comparison. So like with Red Dead Redemption 2, like it's supposed to simulate as a cowboy simulator. You know, it's trying to make the it's trying to simulate realism, and with the way that the game controls, it feel that's what it feels like. The controls feel like that's how it should work in this game and in this world, and what they're trying to do as a game. Um. But in The Last of Us, just like it's a stealth game for the most part, but you control like a tank, and it's just like <laughs> also no. Ellie can make as when you're playing as Joel, Ellie can make as much noise as she wants and That's like nothing I mean, happens. Yeah, she just yeah. like run people. in front. Yeah. Straight like, up Ludo narrative. Yeah, decisions. and then like, also like like and that's because. Back in 2013, there was this. Uh, you were either on Team The Last of Us or Team Bioshock Infinite. Because those were like I the two both. major I like games. Both. And I think Bioshock Infinite was a better game, like, by far. And and the thing is, is because, and that was a really big factor, especially once I recently played it. I was like, I remember Elizabeth, like, you know, she was also she was awesome. a, around, but she literally hid. And she just stayed there unless yes. she was, and even when she, like, threw you an item, she yep. literally just popped out, here! Amazing. And then it was, yes. and that was it. She, you yeah. didn't have to worry about her, and she didn't just run around like crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, that's so true. 
Yeah, so it yeah. takes away the realism that that game tries to simulate. I will say, I'm very when I was playing through it, I'm very happy that she couldn't be seen by enemies or d- do anything because it, the AI was very, very bad. Um, but again, it, it does break that kind of like trying to set a tone, trying to tell a story, trying to simulate this this tense moment. And you have this uncontrollable character that's like running around or going in front of you or like just putting herself in a situation where it's like breaks breaks that wall for you a little bit Uh, i think when it came out when i was like 19 or 19 20 years old i i knew i was like impressed with the gameplay back then maybe because i didn't you know there weren't really that many games like that um in that time and i also went through like a gaming slump throughout like 2012 2013 where i didn't really find any games that i really loved um but going back to it like when the ps4 version came out i did realize things just felt kind of off yeah um but I, I, at the time i thought it was i thought it was great like, i got yeah i liked it and that's the thing that's where I, like certain things i have to kind of i think reserve my judgment because this is a game that is old and I think maybe at the time, even though that Bioshock comparison does, at least with that specific thing, kind of, you know, point out there were other people doing something a little bit differently that was executed better. Um, but I think it's hard to criticize certain things due to the fact that it is, you know, a much older game. Um, so getting into the prologue, I, I will say, can I agree with you? I don't think the gameplay in the game is that great, like for most of the game. Um the prologue, which intro to the story, we kind of brought it up. For me, that I think did a really good job of setting the tone of the game very quickly, even from just how you control Sarah at the beginning. Like, you know, there's there's a cutscene beforehand where you kind of see Joel and Sarah interacting a little bit. You get their relationship down pretty quickly. Then, you know, it's her waking up in the middle of the night. You know, where's Joel? all the stuff someone calls uh tommy yeah like the there's a lot of really good visual storytelling in that house scene that i really appreciated um and it also made me realize damn it this is a horror game or it might be a horror game and i hate horror games so i was like i don't want to play this game anymore um (laughs) there's there's some there's some moments in that game that really got Mm -hmm. me yeah like no horror wise yes yeah i mean there was some scenes there there was uh definitely some scenes later on just when you're dealing with like clickers in the basement like in the sewers and just certain parts where i was like i don't want to fucking do this but that's just my power back on it generator yes everyone remembers the generator um (laughs) but yeah so i think the prologue does a good job of kind of setting the tone of the story i don't know if anyone else has any like things they want to say about the prologue in particular i I, agree yeah i agree too i i think the, the thing with the prologue is is like it's very powerful to me, but at the same time, you knew what was going to happen in that prologue, even oh. without even like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was the only part. Like I, I, I appreciate it though because it's like how they developed the sto- the relationship of Joel and Ellie, you know? Like, and I get like what they were going through for that, and I also like that they did like a 20 year time jump. Like I forgot, Brendan was telling me that he's like, it's a, I'm like, oh shit, I completely forgot about that. So Joel's going to be like 60 in this new game. Like I don't know when it takes place or what year it is, but like it's um, like five but, years after I think. Okay. Yeah, so he's old. I mean, like, but like. Wait, yeah. after after Sarah dying. So yeah, after and Last of Us two. Ab- So the the prologue oh, jumps twenty years, but after yeah. so Last of Us Two is a five year gap. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, but what so you were I remember saying... driving in the car though, like 
that I loved that part. Like, you know, like you're not really playing, but like just the driving and watching the city in ruins. And then like for that date, I don't know, like 2013 or wherever it was, it was just kind of like, oh, this is cool. You know, like this is super cinematic. Like the way it yeah. lets you look, you, you can turn around in every direction and you can yeah, look at whatever you wanted to look at. You felt like you were in like, the car driving. Yeah, you felt like a little kid in the back, like not really knowing what's happening, not knowing what's right. going on. And yeah, yeah. Really I, I think the scene. I think there are a lot of moments in the game, at least for me, and I think I think definitely Cam will agree. And Todd just did a little bit when he talked about the prologue. I think there's a lot of moments in the game that, you know, maybe story wise are very predictable. But at least for me, there were I have a few noted later scenes that like I did not expect and actually kind of got me um off guard and i really appreciated them um but i think when you're telling a zombie story i think no matter what i mean zombie in a you know loose terms it's not really a zombie thing it's it's a fungal fungus or something uh spores yeah so it's uh it's a it's not necessarily like a traditional zombie but it's very similar in you know biting you get infected and you know blah, blah blah so I think there are some through lines that you'll always kind of see in these types of stories just because I think they need to grasp onto what the player in this case would associate with these other things that involve zombies or zombies air quote. Um, So I think it's hard to avoid that sometimes. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you're a big fan of the Walking Dead uh, Telltale games. I don't know if those really avoid hitting other tropes and tell a really unique story, Cam. Uh, I mean... The tropes of the of the zombies are like you know it's your typical zombies you know outbreak it's just you know you the the mystery is more like which I think is a strong point is like you don't know why it happened you don't know anything about it you just know that they exist and it focuses on and like and those characters similar to the Last of Us like are just a setting piece of what's going on with with the actual characters. Like I get like yeah I think I think uh, specifically the first and last seasons of The Walking Dead are like much better than The Last of Us I I, I really do I think that Clementine and Lee are much more compelling to each other than Joel and Ellie and I think Clementine and AJ in the final season uh, are maybe like it, I, it depends on the day I I honestly think about it a lot uh, that it that they're even more compelling than uh, Lee and Clementine because you know I don't want to go on too long but like in the first season you know. You, you're Lee, and you're trying to uh, t- teach Clementine to adapt to this new world. Like, you know, things are never going to be the same again. Um, and then in the final season, you're you're uh, Clementine, and you uh, have taken care of AJ since literally his birth, literally since his uh, birth. And he was born into this world, so he doesn't know what it was like to have a normal childhood. So like he, so he does things that you you're shocked at because you don't like because you're not used to that because you lit because i'm living in the real world i'm not living in that world so when like aj does something who's like a five-year-old kid that just it completely blows you off your rocker um then that's what i think is compelling um about that so those are like kind of the things i look for um comparatively but um, I still I like Ellie as a character. I uh, and I and I like I find their their chemistry interesting. I wouldn't say I particularly like it. I just I find it fascinating though. Mm. It, 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 like it, it makes me curious enough to continue. Like I, I you know I'm looking forward to Last of Us Part Two. And if I'm being 
completely honest, I hope Ellie kills Joel. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> so, I that's too predictable, though. They're not going to do it. I don't know if they'll do it or not. Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot in Last of Us One that is predictable though, so I don't think it would be too far fetched for them to do a predictable story beat. Um, but if anyone has anything else to add on the prologue, we can move on to the summer. So there's a 20 year time jump to 2033. It takes Joel to Boston. Um, he's with a one of his. I don't. They're not members of the Fireflies. They're just. I don't think they have a term for who they are. They're just people surviving. Um, so Joel and Tess um, are looking for a man named Robert, who she her gun. They she was getting guns and she stole them. Um, they end up meeting with Marlene and Ellie, which for me, I don't know if anyone else felt this way. I, I know it's you guys haven't played the game, and I've played it literally two weeks ago. But for me. I thought the first half of the game, well, I, I thought everything in the game leading up to Ellie joining the game was very boring. And it was like, I almost was like, oh man, I'm I'm going to game because I don't find it compelling. I didn't find Tess compelling. I didn't find, I didn't find Tess compelling until her character arc ends. Um, Is that when you, like, you have the shootout? Like is yes. it, you're in the state house? Where are you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, it, yeah, that's, that's, that's all leading dies. up to Ellie, right? The test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. have you have Ellie at that point. Um. So basically, okay. you you you're looking for Robert. You because he took your guns. You kill Robert. Then Marlene shows up, and you go with Marlene. She's injured, and that's when you meet Ellie. Because you know Marlene comes in. She's injured. Ellie's first reaction is to attack. Joel and Tess because she doesn't know who these people are. Um, so then she kind of tells you, I was going to take Ellie, you know, to Philadelphia, to the Fireflies. I can't do that now. Joel, I need you to do it. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So then you take Joel, uh, you take Ellie with you um, and you are trying to flee Boston. And the next big story beat that pops up is you get to a point where the, I believe they're just U.S. military. Um, I, I believe that Boston's one of the few places that's still like a militarized quarantine zone. Mm-hmm. So you encounter, you get caught by some military officers and they're about to arrest you or do whatever they do with, with people. Um, and they're scanning everyone's neck to see if they're infected, which I, that, that piece never comes back up like that tool. I, I know that wherever they travel the rest of the game, there's no one that, uh, there's no more military officers. It's all fireflies or other groups of people. Um, but I just thought it was like a very convenient thing that they have this thing they can press in your neck and it tells you if you're infected, but it's never a, like part of the story. Otherwise, not that I, I guess, I guess maybe there wouldn't be a reason to bring it up again, but it was just a very convenient MacGuffin that I was like, what is this random tool? They can just press against someone's neck to see if they're infected. Um, I, also, I also find it weird how like you think that at a point, a group or like someone like Joel and Tess like they would have stolen those to like in case they have to deal with any other people that they have to work with or something just to make sure that they're not infected or something like that like yeah that's I don't I'm know thinking. I feel I, I feel like that there that there would be more use to those uh to that tool specifically Especially yeah like later when you get to um and, and not to jump ahead but when you get to fall and you end up meeting up with your brother and like that colony of people, like you'd imagine that they would have wanted something like that. Yeah, that would just be, be a able great to check tool. all of their, their people. you know, people. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I found it weird that they didn't take it with them after. I was like, that's that seems like a piece of technology in a in want, a yeah. dilapidated world <laughs> that you'd want to hang on to. Um, but yeah, so then you find out that Ellie is bit, which I I felt like there was something like there was clearly a reason why you were taking Ellie somewhere. Um, but I I don't know I I didn't think it was gonna be that she was bit. I don't know if anyone else felt like that was a twist or or if they like ha- assumed she was gonna be infected in some way um i don't i think the first time i played i i didn't really expect it but all but also like when it happened i was like oh that makes complete sense you know what i mean like um that, that, yeah, that part wasn't really the uh predictable uh ness of the story for me um but yeah i i was kind of the same way i didn't really expect uh it to be that but when it was i was like oh like of course you know I, th- I think my first impression of that scene was she's obviously important because you have to bring her somewhere. You know, the fireflies have her like there's something going on. I think my first impression was that, like, maybe she had a piece of information or she had something that she wasn't telling people or needed to tell. You know, she had something that needed to get somewhere. I don't think my first impression was like immunity, like she could be the cure. She was bit yeah. sort of scenario. And but then what like like I said, like that makes. Yeah, that's sure. That makes total sense. Like. I, I think I think it was a good found like a good foundation piece. Like I was like, all right, I'm on board with this is the crusade. Like she can potentially bring a cure. Um, I'm enjoying this piece of the story. Were you gonna say something, Grayson? Um, no, I was gonna mention the um, thinking back now on the beginning of the game when you were Tess and you have to do that whole thing to find um, Robert. Mm-hmm. It, that was that was unnecessarily long. I feel like because you have to shoot like tons and tons of guys. And I know it's supposed to be like a tutorial for like covering and shooting and stuff, but it was like I think I remember it being really long. Looking mm-hmm. back now, and I feel like did that feel long to you? Like that whole segment was kind of boring. Like yeah. you don't really know who Robert is. You don't know who really, really Tess that. really is. And you're like, I mean, you don't know anyone yet, but I mean, you're just it just feels like like a filler episode. Like yeah, in the beginning of the game. Yes, you know? and that's why yeah. I think that's why the beginning of the game was very slow for me. I was like, I don't, I really don't care about any of these people at this moment. Like I just, just I, get me to it, Ellie. Yeah, it just kind of starts. Yeah. 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 Like, okay, I guess minutes. I'm doing that's this like now. That's not a long scene though, because I'm playing the game right now, and it's like 30 minutes. What you guys are all talking about, it's like not a huge portion of the game. Um. No, but there's a lot of there's a lot of gameplay there because you have to. You have to go through and kill all of Robert's men, and then, and then when you have Marlene, speed, speed run No, but then you have to go under the bridge with Marlene, and you have to like. There's a lot of those same scenes of hide behind something, throw throw a glass bottle. You know, I I will say, I overall I did like that there was, I don't. I think it felt like there were more like dealing with human enemies and not clickers. And I appreciated that because I hated dealing with the clickers. Um, And that might more be weighted because I hate being like nervous and scared. Um, So that like the horror element that they added with, with the clickers, like I appreciated more when I had to square off against human foes because I feel like they were much easier to, to kill. Um, but anyways, kind of moving through the summertime, you get to um, you get to the state house, which is another big story beat, and you find out that Tess has been bitten. You find out that the military is waiting outside; they're about to come in and kill you. The fireflies are not at the state house, and you know Tess and 
Joel have a a good. I, I agree with Cam from the from the get. I think that the voice acting, like the, I think that the acting in this game is very well done, and I feel like there are certain scenes in the game that are trying to like show real emotion, and I feel like they do that really well in a lot of scenes. And this is one of them. That state house scene where Tess is basically saying like, "I'm gonna stay here and." give you some time you guys need to leave i'm already dead like i there's nothing else i can do for you yeah Um, she says a she says a very specific line that definitely like hits hard um make it easy for me she says make it easy for me and i was just like fuck that that actually did like get and then he still is just like i can still fight like no fucking get out of here like that that bit what did hit me pretty hard i will definitely admit that i think i think that's also the first nudge at joel to be like ellie can save people like you need to go bring her where she needs to be because she can fix this like i think i think tess says something along those lines like this girl's important or whatever you can she can help you know change the world or whatever Mm -hmm. um so then that all happens you're fighting through the state house and then you finally escape from boston and go up to a suburb of boston to look for a man named bill because this is my favorite part i did this he is hopefully able to get you a car turns out after a lot of gameplay yes you can get a car from bill (laughs) um i was very happy that they they introduced the i think they introduced the bow here the bow is like probably my favorite weapon in the game just because i liked the ability to like silently get rid of threats and not make more people chase me um and I liked it better than sneaking up behind someone and stabbing them because I think that the game has, and I think Cam kind of touched on this at the beginning, I think the game has very, very good sound design. Yes. Not just the music and not yeah. just the voice acting, but I think that like when you get behind someone and choke them out, that interaction every time, like for me, I like that was too it was sounded too real to me that I could not like I didn't want to deal with that. And that's partially be oh go ahead. Go ahead. I was also I was also gonna say like in a in a weird way it feels good. You you guys gonna get what I'm saying? Like it's just like fuck yeah, choke <laughs> choke you out, bitch. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so it's loud too. But I remember choking out like the the um the clickers and it's like just the loudest, wettest, like grossest yes. noise <laughs> ever. But when you kill like a human, it it feels kind of satisfying sometimes. But I feel like I would have I, sometimes I changed the way I played the, because of that noise. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that right now. So I would like take them out with a bow and arrow or like throw a brick at them and avoid them or something. Yeah. Just so no, I don't have to like hear it sometimes. For me, going for back sh- to, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, going back to like the, the whole gameplay aspect of it, like you can just go through that whole game choking people out and just silently, you know, like, so like I get what you're saying with like the gameplay and like, I, like I, as I was playing recently today and I hated the army part. And I'm like, I don't remember hating this as much. Like, and now that I'm playing through it, and like, I don't want to fight these guys head on. So like, I was just basically, cho- like I said, sneaking behind people and choking them out. But there was one thing leading into when you go to meet Bill, which is like a a, a part of the story that I actually really liked was uh, when she sees the forest for the first time. And it's like really beautiful. It stands out. The forest, the sun's shining. She's like, oh, I've never seen this before. What is, is this? Is this? I've only heard about this, you know. And you're walking yeah. through the forest, and it's like the first time that like. I think Joel's probably like, all right, I can't be as much of a dick with this kid as I want to be, you know? Yeah. And then I, the only other gameplay part in the first part that we were just talking about is I actually kind of appreciate it, but it's nothing special. But 
I like when he gets sprung on the trap from Bill and he's upside down and you got to basically fend off all the zombies upside oh, down yeah. as you're hanging from his trap. So that it, was, it was cool. Like a, that was yeah, cool. It was like a different take on fun. something, you know, like, and it was, I was like, oh, this is cool. I appreciate this. But I played for like an hour after that and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of getting bored with this a little bit, but like I played it a bunch. Yeah. I, um, I will say, I think that there's a few other moments that that moment with Ellie that you said, where it's like, it shows her, you know, seeing a force for the first time. I think there's a few other times in the game where they do that. Um, more notably the scene when she's in the ranch after she leaves Tommy's place and she's reading a book, which I'll bring up when we get there. And then the scene at the very end of the game before they go into the hospital where she sees the giraffes. I feel like there's like a buildup of like you're, you're seeing like if you already weren't paying attention to the fact that Ellie, you know, was born and grew up in this, like they make it more apparent as time goes on. Like, this is a person that sees the world very differently than Joel because Joel saw the world before the pandemic and Ellie only knows pandemic. And, you know, from the beginning to the end, she only knows very like she knew the city. She knew Boston. That was all she knew. Um, but anyways, so. And and to also bring up that you, you brought up the like when he, you get caught in his trap and you're shooting upside down, I feel like there's other moments in the game where they do similar types of things. Like after Joel gets injured and you have to walk very slowly um, and the people are attacking Ellie and you have to help by shooting them. But like, you're very slow and the screen's blinking and all that stuff. Normally I feel like I hate stuff in games like that, but I liked it a lot here um, in both of those occasions. Um, So you get to bill, you deal with bill, you go through all that. You finally get the car. Um, I liked the car scene. I liked when you are pushing the car and Ellie's driving the car and you got to like fight everyone off. I thought that was a fun little scene. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get on the road to Philadelphia, to Pittsburgh, and you get ambushed. Um, the guy comes out. I need help. I need help. And he's like, Ellie, put your seatbelt on. What do you mean? The guy doesn't need help. That guy's not hurt or whatever. And then he barrels through him. And for me, when it comes to like zombie stuff and why I liked The Walking Dead, like I, I read a lot of The Walking Dead and I liked The Walking Dead TV show for most of it. I stopped watching it at some point. Um, but for me, when it comes to these types of things, I like, you know, zombies are one thing. Clickers are one thing. They're like an an ongoing, always kind of maybe there threat. But I, I like the dynamic of how people are in these things because i feel like that's actually the scary thing in in all of these things whether it's the walking dead or whatever i feel like dealing with people who are not zombies are the actual predators the actual scary people Um, and that's kind of where like again playing through this while we're going through a pandemic like this whole year between the pandemic and the protests and every other thing you are seeing how people really act you are seeing the curtain get pulled back you're seeing how there are some people and then there are other people and that felt really real to me i was like oh so when all these games and movies and comic books you know portray these end of world scenarios that's actually what happens because all these people are fucking crazy um so it was really like jarring at points to play the game and like be like i know that this is how games and movies and stuff like this usually are but to feel it in real life as well at the same time was a really interesting place to be. Um, 
So you get there, you deal with those guys, and then you're pretty much dealing with them throughout the Philadelphia thing until you meet Henry and Sam, which I don't know. Oh, Cam's shaking, shaking his head. I got, I, this is, and this is my issue. This is a big issue with my game is that like all the characters I feel in this game are just plot devices to push Joel and Ellie's story forward, not to really have an actual real humanistic role in the game itself. Like Tess, oh, here's some random chick that Joel apparently works with up oh, and she's dead. Up oh, now there's these two black brothers. Oh, wonder what's going to happen to them. Nope, they're dead. It's just like, did just really, really don't don't like it. I don't know. See, it, I, it, I saw that coming from a mile away. That that didn't hit me like it hit some people that scene because um, I just feel like that's been done in The Walking Dead. I feel like the same. I feel like they probably hit that like you know like that scene like was like around before then, and it's just uh, that I, I actually agree with that scene. I that I I know all people always bring up that scene like it was a big deal, and to me I was like, oh, that definitely was happening. That was you know like yeah. We're talking about predictability, right? Like you, like you said, Todd. Like you, we saw that coming from like a mile away. Like, of course he's gonna get bit, and then you know we're gonna go through this whole cycle. Uh, the one thing I will say that I did really like about that specific scene is the hard cut, and then the move to yes. fall. Yeah, 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 yep. Like I, yeah. I, they just cap off that story. Sure. And like yeah, they push past it, and they totally don't give those characters the time or the the place to grow and develop. But I at sure. least appreciate the because I remember like being initially shocked from the the suicide at the end of that scene, and then it's just hard cut fall. We're moving like we're moving past this like, and then suddenly Joel and Ellie are in a completely different spot. They're doing their a different thing, and you're like, okay, let's like let's just keep going. Let's like don't stop. Like I I That's did like similar that. like similar to The Walking Dead. Like whenever they find something good, whenever they have anything good in their lives, some shitty thing is gonna happen in, like the next hour or so. And we see that continue to happen throughout the rest of the story. Which is like the same thing that happens like the first few seasons of The Walking Dead. Yes. Oh, we're in a place. Everything's perfect. And then I bam, think... ambush. Someone died. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I don't... I, like, at least with the the the, uh, the games, I'm not... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's the case. Uh, like, there's definitely, like, obviously something bad's gonna happen. Just what is it? But, but the question is, what is it? It's not like it introduces, like, this, and then you know... It's point A to point B. How is it going to get there? Like, you, you, you know. Um, so my issue with those games is that, like, they had you have make these choices, but the choices never really fucking mattered. It only came down. That get, like, those, like, you could pick the, like, you're always going to that mystery car in the dirt road in the first season. Like, no matter what you do, those people, like, are not a huge part of the story. They were kind of just like a filler. You know, like. Well, well wait. I was, Todd, did you, I was did kind you of play? talking about the show, but. Yeah. I think the game is, has a better story than the show. Yeah. But yeah, yeah absolutely. But I, Todd, not all of those decisions don't matter because like that's like the that's like the the the. It the, is, but it is. It, it's, it's like the, the thing about Telltale games. It's like they will remember this. Like that's yeah. yeah. But the ending's kind of always the same. Like no matter what choice you choose, it's always going in the same direction. It's always kind of the same. It's, a, it's a, you can't veer too far off the end of those seasons. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. But like the thing is that the thing is that like your choices that you make are still significant in a in a morality yeah. aspect. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like, in like a much know. broader sense. Like 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 at the end like at the end of like episode two or three where you find like the car and then Lee has to decide whether or not we loot this loot car yeah. and then Clementine if you you take the shit Clementine's like 
isn't this somebody else's? Yeah. Why are we taking and like and it's just like fuck, I'm a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there's there's a lot of she's things. Like, like, she's like, what if they come back and their stuff is gone? What if they feel bad or right. something? Yeah. Like, like, and you're like oh, shit. yeah. And and like there's a very very strong example of exactly what you're talking about in uh the after in the first episode of the final season like that it, it just kind of goes full circle like one of the first things you say that to like AJ and then like AJ does something and then he he's he like tells you like this is what you told me and then you're just like I'm a fuck I I like I don't I don't know how to respond to this like I did say that and he's a 5-year-old kid so he doesn't understand the what he just like the factors of what he just did and it's just like wow what a fucking Play the fucking Walking Dead final scene. <laughs> it's like it's like how dare you quote me to me? <laughs> exactly. So it's just like shit. Um. Anyway, I'm I'll, I'll try and stop talking about the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I will. I'll I'll agree with you there, Jesse. Though that uh, I think that a lot of the story cuts, like the hard cuts, are really well done. At the end of that specific moment where uh Henry shoots himself. And it just cuts, and then it's a time jump, you know, in a little bit, maybe not like five. It's not. It's the same year, but you know, it's it's you're in a different setting, you're in a different mind state, you're on a different quest at the moment. So, is this the point where it jumps from like Philadelphia to Colorado? Yeah, you end yes. up you end up going uh, to your brother's Wyoming. Oh, okay. Oh, Wyoming. Well, is it Wyoming? I thought it was Colorado. Okay. So I know it's that Jackson. These, I, I I know it's Jackson. So maybe it is called. I don't know. I thought it was Wyoming. I know it's, that it's the one of those states. lab is in Colorado because it's like yeah. it's like East Colorado University or whatever. Yes. Uh, they, when you go to the lab, but I I don't know how far. Because Joel makes a point of saying like that's too far to go on horseback or whatever. So I'm not actually sure how far away it is because Colorado is also a fucking huge state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, they go from like Pittsburgh to. Colorado, Wyoming, Colorado. that area, yeah. like yeah, it's like and and it's just immediately. like immediately nothing happened during that time of significance. Are you like I don't I I like I'm sorry, I just can't assume I cannot believe that nothing of significance throughout that entire traveling by horseback, uh, you know that's months, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a big gap, and I I don't know I I when that happened I was just like wait, you're uh... telling me that. They went from here to here with nothing significant happening in the story. I don't. I think they may have taken a car to there because they don't get the horses until you take until a horse they, from yeah. from his brother. Tommy. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. I actually, they drive. They, they, they drive. They definitely because I think they have the car yeah. so they get to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, but they get. Yes. I know that they get to horse the horseback. Gets to the university to the university. They're on horseback. Yes. Um, okay. I might have I might have forgotten where Tommy was uh, located. I I I thought that it it jumped from like cross country in like one go. So no, um, it, it does. It does. It did. Yeah. It, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely Pittsburgh one of those to states. Colorado. The yeah. game ends in Utah, so it's like all in that little cluster. Those states are all right next to each other. Okay. Um, but you are right. So, like it is a it, it's weird for them to go cross country essentially, and you don't ever really get any information on what. Did they just not stop driving? Yeah, like I just wish there was like some sort of montage or something, something like with some, you know, like the game has good music. Like, give me some background, give me some more of that good music, and uh, like show them, show me them doing stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, a montage of them taking turns driving would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, Joel's like sleeping in the back seat. Yeah. Oh. I actually. Now I want of, that. 
I kind of don't hate that we don't know what happens there. I I I don't know. I'm I'm a, I'm kind of on board with a little bit of a time jump. You not really knowing. You kind of just putting the pieces together in your head that at this point these two characters really still don't like each other that much. Joel still doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to bring her. Like there's Yeah, he immediately lot. tries to pawn her off as soon as he gets to yes. Tommy's camp. So, I mean, it would if they did it well done and the gameplay was fun, which I don't think the game has great gameplay, so <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like, yes, 14 hours. Let's get this game done. Um That's- that is actually something I wanted to mention too. Like, I feel like that it, at the very least, an hour of this game could have been cut, maybe two hours. I don't know. I, did, I just feel like yeah. there's some, there's some bits that just didn't really need to be in the game. There's a couple shooting galleries that definitely go on a little too long. Yeah, and I I, I think overall that this the puzzle elements are not really they're not they're not brain busters. You're not like yeah. I never felt accomplished. I felt always annoyed when I knew I was oh I need to it. it and it's like there's like two or maybe three different puzzles in the game. It's look up and press triangle so you can lift Ellie up or look for the wooden pallet to float her across or let's move this cart so you can open a door and hold it open so you can get through. Like those are the three puzzles. And every time I knew I was entering a section where I had to do that, I'm like, why are we doing this again? I get <laughs> you. Yeah, not, I get yeah it. Naughty Dog. I feel like Naughty Dog took a lot of the DNA from Uncharted and there was a lot of that in The Last of Us. But I feel like The Last of Us 2 might be slowly going towards its own Thing, yeah. instead of taking a lot from uncharted we, we said this like about huge franchise you know about seven remake too when we talked about it just like yeah. those types of puzzles where it's like you know what you have to do which just about just doing, doing it, it. Yeah. yeah you gotta pull and this pull this wooden box the stair yeah. to the ladder so ellie can climb it and then you have to watch her climb or whatever and and honestly and i i'm sure i may have said this in, in that episode if those elements were taken out of final fantasy 7 remake that probably would be like a 10 for me. If those specific elements were taken out, I probably would have been like, this game is perfect but, or closer to perfect. So now we're saying my... with The Last of Us, these these puzzles, like, because Cam was just saying, like, the parts of that game could have been cut. It could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. Like, you take those puzzles out, that game is a lot shorter. Yeah. You make those things much quicker than they needed to be, or you just, you use that puzzle once. Yeah. And never yeah. again. I mean, I like doing most of them because I feel like they had they're usually talking to each other and you're learning something about um, one of them. But I guess I, I would have rather just like walked through a building or like walked through a forest instead of having to pull a box. And, you know, I'd rather yeah. have this super aggressive yeah. story. I mean, it bring it, yeah, it brings it definitely brings more like you know like yeah. conversation and 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 things yeah. that's in that sense. But like when I was watching the like I was watching the the quote unquote movie. You know, it showed like that stuff when they were just playing the game and there was conversations. I'm like, none of this fucking matters. Like, and then I'm trying to find the next actual cutscene, like, because they didn't edit it out that way. It's like, none of this matters. Like, let's get to the actual story elements here. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, so, but going back to those puzzles, like, those puzzles are like, they're like two seconds. Like, every time, because I just did some today, like, and it wasn't that, I feel like I haven't done, like, a ton, but, like, you're grabbing the wooden plank, but the wooden plank is right in front of where you need to put it. It's, like, pointless that they're even making yeah, you do it. Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, 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 it's literally, like, it's not like you have to go find that wooden plank in some other Sometimes area. you do. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, but it's, like, not even really that far. It's, like, it's yeah. like you it's, walk by and you're, like, well, I gotta grab that. It's telling it, me to press triangle. In the <laughs> puzzle design, that's, like, one of the ways to me, because I played it again, like, two weeks ago that's like where the game really shows its age because you can then immediately define in your brain like this you know outside of this 
perimeter that you can move in. Like you can't move out of this rectangle currently. You can see that there's like a forest or buildings or whatever. There's other stuff to look like you're in this open area, but really you're just in this very small confined space and you're just looking around for the one thing you need to move. And I was like, oh my God, this is, we've moved, we've come so far. Why am I playing this game? <laughs> uh, yeah. But before we move out of summer into fall, I did want to say with the Sam and Henry bit, I expected Sam to get bit the entire time. I was like, 100%, this kid is going to get bit at some point. I thought it was going to be soon. gets bit. Uh, Sam is the older brother, right? I thought it was the other way around. I I thought Henry was the older brother. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. Sam is the okay. kid. Sam is the kid. Um, so I like I expected the entire time like Sam's gonna get bit. Like I can see this coming a fucking million miles away. Like 100%, he's getting bit. But I didn't expect Henry to shoot himself. And that moment for that cutscene is what like got me really good. Like I was like, okay. I he pulls the gun on Joel. He's like, this is your fault. And I expect it to turn into some like. Fe- like a uh, quick time event where I have to like disarm him or something like that's what I was expecting to happen. And then he just turns the gun and shoots his head off and it goes to a black screen. And I was like, fuck, like it, it that part of that scene is what got me, not necessarily Sam being bit because it's super telegraphed. It's like. Oh, why don't you go wake Sam up, Ellie? It's like, oh, Ellie's gonna go in this yeah, other room right, and shut the door. Exactly. I wonder what's gonna happen. And and the scene before that, he's like asking Ellie, he's like, oh, do you believe in heaven? Like, yeah, like yes. these people yes. are they really people on the inside? <laughs> yeah, thought about that. And Ellie being like the smart ass kid she is, she's like, oh yeah, I guess I don't believe that. And then she just like leaves the room, and yeah. then it like slowly pans down to him lifting up his pant leg, and he's bit, and you're like, oh, uh, you son oh, of a here gun. Here we go. Oh, um, no. So. In the transition to fall, that's when the Last of Us DLC Left Behind takes place. We can address that now, or we can address that at the end. I don't know if there's a preference about addressing that. The, Wait, the left timeline-wise, the Left Behind DLC for the Last of Us takes place narratively in this gap, or at least a portion of it does, because it's it's yeah no no it's after, isn't it? Because it's when Joel is injured, right? I thought this was before everything. No, no, no. So, so you have to remember that the Left Behind keeps transitioning between Ellie, oh, Ellie oh, back oh, home, but I, but and I then am, her in the mall. I yeah. am incorrect though. So the 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 mall portion takes place before Joel and Tess meet Ellie, and then yeah, yeah the other part of it takes place okay. uh, in the winter. So we can yeah, it's between fall and winter, right? Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll bring that up. After yeah. the game, after the game is done, um, because I, yeah, I really, now I really want to talk about it, but we'll just. I don't. I honestly do not remember. I I, I remember I liked it, but I, I only played it once when it came out, and that's it. So I don't why does Naughty Dog want to keep killing minorities, dog? Like what <laughs> yeah, the bro, fuck? stupid. <laughs> is that a thing that they do in Uncharted? I've never played an Uncharted. Game. I mean, that's like a thing. Well, like it's just there aren't really any minorities. Uh, yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, Uncharted. Like Uncharted 4 has like Nadine, yeah. right? Oh, wait, and she like dips suit. and she like dips during 4. She's just like, "All right, I'll see you later." Yeah, I got to leave the set of <laughs> Lost Legacy. <laughs> Lost Legacy is a good game with two. Lost Legacy is better than Uncharted like 4. Don't I I that's I agree I'm, with you. Well, I can I will say the plan at some Anyways. point this year is I'm going to play through all the Uncharted games. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Oh, we have a Uncharted spoiler cast now. Too. Uncharted 2 sucks. Uncharted 3 is <gasps> Uncharted. No! Uh, no, I don't, I, I, I'll go with uh, a slander. 
we're going all over the place. But I, I did like two. Three, I was like, it was just more of the same. So I think I, I appreciated yeah. two because I played two when it came out. And by three, but I was three like, actually we're doing Nick the same character. I know, but it was, it was that's the one with the, when he's a little boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, so y'all but, saying that y'all want a, okay. I don't care about his like, character. Yes. Naughty Dog not having great narratives, but and then the one game outside of four, which shouldn't exist, the first, one game in the trilogy that actually gives him backstory and characteristics outside of being this charisma. Yes, I don't care guy. about that. It's it's like Indiana Jones for me though. It's like it's just fun. Like I want him to be. Flick. I just it's a popcorn flick. It's I want like the yeah. set pieces. I want the, the the quirky dialogue. I don't care about. You want the guy to get the girl. This is this is what I, this is what I'll say without having ever played a second of Uncharted. The Tomb Raider reboots are better. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the first one, yes. The rest of them. 2015 is I better agree. than all. Uh, Uncharted 2 overseas is welcome. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I get that. Yeah, so let's game is too long. Back back to Last of Us because we have a lot more game and we're already past an hour. Um, <laughs> so moving into fall, you. Jill and Ellie are in Jackson, wherever that is. It's either Colorado or Wyoming. It's one of those states. Um, and you find, well, before you find Tommy, you approach the uh, electric plant and Maria, Tommy's wife, who you find out after, um, you know, re- going to gun you down. Tommy comes out. You you have this, you know, these scenes with Tommy and, and Joel who haven't seen each other and I would imagine at least 20 years because I, I would imagine that in that time jump um well you don't see tommy ever again after that 20 year time jump so it's been at least through yeah so there's there's a long gap of of them not seeing each other and i would imagine not talking each other because i i would imagine there's no ways to communicate long distances in that particular world um confirmation tommy's dam is in wyoming okay that's what i just that's what i I just looked it up only because i know jackson wyoming that's why i was like jackson but it all takes place right there because it it then they go to colorado to the university then they go to salt lake city in the end of the game yes, um, i did not mean to derail i apologize no you're, you're cool um so then there's a lot of dialogue between uh tommy and joel ellie is with maria and you find out that joel doesn't want to do this anymore he wants tommy to take her um uh, for a bunch of different reasons one being he just doesn't want to do it the other being you know, Tommy knows the area. He knows the fireflies. He thinks it would be an easier thing for him to complete. Um, and he just wants to go back to Boston, I'm assuming. He doesn't really say, I don't think, where he wants to go. He just doesn't want to do this. And in the middle of all that, Ellie um, overhears some of the stuff that Marie and Tommy are talking about. Marie is not happy that Tommy's going to do this. Um, so Ellie knows that she's now be creating this friction in these other people's lives. And I think the quest of Ellie, I think she believes that she knows she can help people and fix people and be good in this really shitty world. And whenever she's put in a situation with with this included where she's adding any sort of strife to someone's life where she sees she's going to take Tommy from Maria, potentially bad things could happen. She doesn't want to be a part of that. Like there's already enough bad in the world. She is like a chaotic good in this world i say chaotic because i think ellie gives no fucks and that's why i love ellie because like she's ready to stab any person that crosses her like she does not because she grew up in this world she's ready to just react on anyone that is questioning 
what she perceives as the right thing. Um, so Ellie takes a horse. She leaves. You and Tommy go after her. You encounter um, some more. I, I don't think these people ever get like a name. They're they're not fireflies. They're just another band of people. Um, you you do get some. You're talking about the people at the ranch, right? Yes, I think they're because they're all related to the people at the end. Yes, Dave's, yeah, yeah, Dave's yeah. People. I don't know if they have like a name of of what they are. Um, I mean they're cannibals, but I don't know if they have uh some other like gang term or or group term. Um, so you go through that scene, you you fight all those people, and then you get to the ranch, which for me was like a a a good emotional scene. I enjoyed the dialogue between Joel and Ellie. I think I I, I alluded to it earlier that. There's the scene where you walk in on Ellie, she's reading that book, and to Ellie, it's like, oh, I'm reading this whatever book it is. I don't think they, think they say what book it is. It's a diary, and she says, is this what re- people really worried about? Skirt to match with which shirt? Yeah, like, like about boys, boys and, or something. Boys and stuff, and she like totally just does not understand the concept of having to worry about things as trivial as that and it's yeah. such a good scene it's it's really good and i and i i think that i i think over the course of the game ellie is like i think she's the best character i think she's the only reason why i would have comp- completed this game was for ellie um and it's really the only reason why i, I want not the only reason but it, it's the main reason why i want to play last of Us part two is to see ellie's story play out um i am curious to see what happens to joel but i care more about ellie hopefully succeeding in whatever her ultimate quest may be um but yeah that scene her reading the diary and and like verbalizing that she doesn't like i don't i don't get it this is like this is what they care about i'm like literally killing people to stay alive um i thought it was a really a really good scene and then directly after that her and joel speaking um if anyone else wants to jump in that scene like really really got me got me good yeah that was like one of the most powerful scenes for me and probably like the top five in the game because she says like uh like everyone i've ever known in my life has died or left me and you think i'll be better off with someone else but i'm actually like really good with you right now and i'll be totally scared if i was with someone else and it just i remember it being like wow like very really or she really just has been gotten attached to him and if he were to do anything to her like leave her she would be heartbroken you know and correct me if i'm wrong but is that the first time that Ellie addresses Sarah to oh, Joel yeah. yes. directly? Yeah, and I think she says like I'm not her or something. She's I'll never like be I'm her. not your daughter. And then I think that scene like pretty much ends with Joel being like, "You're right, you're not my daughter, and oh, I'm yeah. not your father." And then he like walks away. Yeah, I think I think part of what makes that scene really good too is like you would imagine. I mean, what I took from it is Joel has lost his daughter. I'm sure lost other people he's cared about in that 20 year span and just most recently lost Tess. So like he doesn't want to get attached to anybody and have to deal with any emotion. If the person he gets attached to next dies or goes missing or leaves or whatever. Um, so I like, I, I get that dynamic and I, I like that dynamic and I like the, also the, the other side of it, which is, you know, clearly this is aligned with, Joel had a young daughter. This is a young girl. Like, there's that whole dynamic too. So I, I think it all kind of balances well together. Um, and then immediately goes back into action. You get the those those people um, storming the house, uh, which 
of all the combat scenes, this is probably the one of one of the ones I liked the most, probably because it was short, but it was like it fit within the story. I liked what was going on. Um, so that was that was really good. And it then felt less like a shooting gallery and yes. more just like a good action sequence. Yeah, because you're you you're dealing in a few of the rooms upstairs, then you're dealing with people on the stairs. Like it's like it's very compact and it feels it it, it doesn't feel like very. I don't know, like predetermined. Yeah, or like traditional cover shooter. Yes. Like waist high walls everywhere, like yeah. big open space. It's 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 a really well done portion of that game. Yeah. So like realistic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed that whole bit, and then from there, take the horses. Joel decides he's taken Ellie, tells Tommy to go back, and they make their way to Eastern Colorado, uh, to the university where the Fireflies were supposed to be. Um, they get there. They realize you got to turn on another generator because, you know, that's the other puzzle in this game that I didn't bring up. It's turning on generators. Um, so you go through you go through that. Um, I, I, I like the setting. The pacing of the game there for me wasn't bad because you're on horseback, so you're not walking really slow or doing besides the generator, the two generator parts, any slow puzzles. But I liked their dialogue at that point because at that point is when they start to well i guess when joel starts to appreciate ellie more and they start to open up to each other more um so i liked their relationship growing in those moments um they get through to the lab they find out that the fireflies are gone you get the tape recorder to find out what happened and where they moved to and the monkey situation yes but the monkey thing was another thing that kind of aggravated me because unless i missed some other lore you could pick up in the game or something they don't really address the fact that they were testing monkeys. The monkeys got away other than the monkeys got away because you don't fight monkeys like that whole bit just doesn't come back up. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember either. it was so, a device for the moment and then they yeah. discarded it. Yes, it was. It was basically they were testing, testing the virus or whatever. They were testing it on monkeys. The monkeys got away. They attacked all the scientists and killed everyone. And that's why they moved to the home base in Salt Lake City. But like. I was then expecting from that point and dreading it. I was like, "Great, I got to fight a bunch of like a bunch of like ridiculous monkeys right Apes. now," and and you never had to do that. But they never addressed the monkeys ever again. Yeah, you know mm. what? It's probably for the best. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah, I mean, that like, being a good sequence. I mean, with <laughs> over half of us not remembering that sequence, <laughs> I, we, I guess you know we can say that that part is pretty forgettable. Yeah. So, I, just imagine, I just imagine Joel getting like a machine gun and was like. Ch- fucking firing down like hundreds I, of screaming I do hates. remember one bit that was like I thought was really cool during this segment was when you you just fall and then there's just a room full of clickers I was like fuck oh, yeah. that 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 was just uh, I remember falling and then like you just clickers everywhere and you see the spores and sh- I'm just like fuck so that was a good that was a good bit yeah I also remember uh when you're riding up to the lab on horseback uh, I had so I was just I played it on PS4 and so I had friends who had already played through the game so I texted my friends being like oh I think I'm at the end of the game I think this is it because it just seemed naturally like that was what this was all leading up to and you like just like that sequence seems like very bombastic for like a final encounter like you're going to this university there are these really nice buildings you know and I'm like all right here we go this is the end I'm excited to see how this wraps up uh, boy, I boy remember. I- if I remember the music is really cheery too when you're walking around the school. 
Yeah, like it just yeah. seemed like a like a okay, this is brave. the calm before the storm of the final encounter. Yeah. yeah. And then and I'm not I wasn't complaining, but like and then the game goes on for like a handful more hours and I'm like <laughs> and then I texted him, I'm like, I actually like as soon as the final part of the lab sequence happened, I was like, actually, I think I've I've got some more <laughs> left in this game. I'll text you guys later. Yeah, I I did the exact same thing because as I was playing through it, I was texting Todd, and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm towards the end here. I just got to the lab. He goes, did you get to the school or the lab? I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm in I'm in the lab. This is the end of the game. It has to be. He's like, no, you got a while to go still. <laughs> um, uh, so shortly after that. Then they're ambushed again by these, uh, I'll just call them martyrs at this point, uh, just because I don't want to keep saying, like, these people. So that group, or I'll just call them cannibals, the cannibals. Um, So they show up, you're dealing with them, going backtrack into the lab, and then the scene that kind of bookends this chapter, Joel gets pushed off the balcony, he falls, a metal bar goes through his, like, stomach area, and... I didn't really know what to expect at that point. I was like, there's no way he's going to, like, be okay. Like, a, a metal bar went through him. Like, something is going to ha- Like, th- this can't just be like a, like, all right, I'm patched up. I'm good to go. Like, it can't be that. <laughs> and it didn't end up being that, thankfully. But, like, I knew that had to have done something. And yeah. I think they did a good job with making sure it wasn't a bullet and show showing, like, another object. Because, like, in these kind of games, like, you kind of just become numb to the fact that, like, people are getting shot. shot. Yeah. And so oh. when when you see that object, you're like, oh, they they mean business. Some some shit's going down. Yeah. Like, and I appreciated that. Yeah. No, I, I I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. Um. And then the whole scene of leaving after that, I thought was really well done. Um. Where, you know, Joel's clearly very injured. He's bleeding out. You know, you're moving very slow. You're stumbling around. Like, it's I I liked a lot of that. You know, it wasn't quick time events but it was kind of quick time events basically without like a giant triangle popping up on the screen or something um but i enjoyed it i thought it was it was well done i thought it moved the story along very well um and then same thing ellie loads loads him up on the horse and you don't it cuts cuts away again and fast forward to to winter time um that rabbit cut yep yeah (laughs) rabbit so i rewatched that scene today and i was like oh Oh no! Oh, <laughs> that's like oh, that, that's some pretty gruesome shit. So the arrow. Uh, so this this is where I didn't know what like I didn't know where the game was gonna go from here. At this point, I was like I'm I'm genuinely a little, you know, not able to kind of just think I can figure it out what the, where the story is headed just because Joel is very injured. You don't see him for a while at the beginning of this. Like you don't actually know what's going on with Joel which I thought was was really, you know, good storytelling to kind of keep him off camera for a while. Um, and then you you play out this whole scene of Ellie hunting a deer. Uh, you finally get to where the deer is, and then these two guys show up. And again, for me, like, when it comes to these types of stories, it's people that scare the fuck out of me. Like, just someone like that showing up, I'm like, I don't. Like, Ellie, just fucking kill these guys. Just fucking kill them. Please kill them. Um, And that's, like, the other thing, too. It's, like, Ellie is, you know, she's, she doesn't fuck around. She's a small girl, though. So, like, someone could easily overpower her in a lot of different scenarios, especially two guys. Uh, So I'm like, Ellie, get, get, like, leave the deer. Get the fuck out of here. Please don't do this right now. I can't, I cannot deal with this. See, that's Uh, why I like that, too, though, because, like, I, 
at some points I was like, wait, are we just going to play as Ellie now for the rest of the story and Joel's gone? Because that, yeah. like, I, you know, there's always those movies with those crazy twists that, like, you don't know what's mm. going to happen. And I'm like, I I would have been so pissed if I did because I'm like that one person that likes Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that when I were playing, when you're playing as Ellie, I'm like, oh, great. You're, you don't have a companion, so you're, there's not going to be any of these dumb fucking puzzles. But no, <laughs> when you start working with Dave, there's, of course, a look up and press triangle, let me boost you up puzzle. I'm like, it's not even a puzzle. It's just, why are we doing this? Stop doing this. Uh, I do appreciate David. Oh, no, Grayson, go. Oh, no, I was just saying David is so fucking creepy. Like you said, Cre- friend, friend, yeah. like, they are just like the most disgusting. Like, ugh. And when you fight the, we'll talk about it in a little bit, when you have that encounter as Ellie and you get your fighting in the room the kitchen it's like a, it's like a, it's like a restaurant isn't it's it? like, like a, a restaurant, restaurant yeah. Yeah, yeah you're like boots it's and you're so like... intense because you feel so weak playing as ellie you feel so small and he feels right. like this terrifying old man who's like trying to trying to eat her or whatever they're trying to do the thing with all of her encounters with him from from when they meet until the end of their arc together like all i felt was like because you don't know about the cannibalism part until she gets captured. Yeah. But every other part for me leading up to that, and then even after you know about them being cannibals, I'm like, I just get creepy, rapey vibes from this guy. Like, I like this guy is clearly a predator in some way. Like, he clearly wants to do something bad to Ellie. Um, so I thought that that was somehow portrayed really well. I'm assuming that's what they were going for when they were, you know, creating this character and in in using him in the game um i i thought it was interesting because ellie shows a lot of strength at the beginning of it because she's controlling the scenario she has the weapon she's telling what to do seemingly the other guy goes off to get medicine uh which i never like when he came back with medicine i was like what because i expected him just like pop out somewhere and kill her it's also (laughs) the first indication you get that joel is still alive Yes, yes. Because is, up yes. until that point, you don't know. And then she asks for medicine, and he's like, oh, someone you know must be really hurt. Yeah. And that's the indication. They're like, okay, maybe so he doesn't alive. survive this, but he's he's alive right now, which gives players hope, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I also think it's interesting how you kind of team up with the bad guy for yes. a minute. It's just like, oh, shit. Like, you know, that's something that I thought was really cool. Well, I'll I admit mean, that. Cam, arguably, aren't you teaming up with the bad guy the whole game? That's true! That's true! (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, Learning that they're cannibals, like, later in the story, also completely recontextualizes that first encounter with them. Yes. Because they're there for the quote-unquote deer, and you're like, oh, no, they just, like, they want to jump Ellie, they want to take her stuff, they want to find Joel or something. But it's like, no, they want to eat them. Yes. (laughs) They're there for the meat, it's just not the deer they're there for. And you're like, oh, shit, that's even worse. Um... I will say when they so after you you fight alongside them, the other guy shows back up with the uh, with the medicine. You make the exchange. Dave's dialogue there and the way that scene plays out where Dave, he says. Everything happens for a reason. When he said that, I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen? (laughs) His whole tone changes. His whole voice changes. Yeah. That's when you start getting like like real creepy vibes from him yep and then uh he starts talking about how he knows who they are basically they've been hunting them pretty much and like from that moment on it was like the rest of that like the winter thing for me was like very stressful because i'm like you know i don't want to deal with any of this you get back to joel 
she gives Joel the medicine. She then wakes up the next day. I believe a day passes. She wakes up the next day, sees that they're in the town because they trailed her back. And she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here because they can't get Joel. So she leads them out of the town. Um, you spend a lot of too much time stealthily moving between <laughs> way too many people. Um, and, and then not you get, being able to one shot them with the bow because like yes. Ellie is too weak. Yeah. And it's super frustrating. Yep. Um, and then and then I, I don't remember all of the cuts, but basically you get captured and then it goes back and forth between the two. And I liked that a lot. Like I liked you get some of what's going on with Ellie right now, and then you get back to Joel, and Joel's like, I gotta fucking find Ellie. And I I liked Joel in this part of the game because you could see that like no matter what, he is out for fucking blood because he cares about Ellie. And like when you're torturing those two guys to find out where Dave's town is or whatever. Like that was a really powerful scene to me because um, he he tortures the one guy on the radiator and then he tortures the other guy in the chair. And he's like, I'm going to tell you to point on this map. Where is it? And then I'm going to show your buddy. And if he points to the wrong, the other, a different spot, you're both fucking dead. Points to the spot, kills the guy. And then he goes to the other guy and he goes, what the, like, what the fuck? He told you where it was. And he's like, I know. And then he just fucking kills him. And I was like, he's fucking out for blood. Um. I don't know how those scenes fit hit anyone else. I, well, like, I don't know about you, Cam, because you seem to be very outspoken. Like, do not like Joel. I don't know if everyone feels that way or not. Well, we can go about we can go about why Joel is a monster later because okay. it's right. at the it's at the end where you, that revelation really really hits to me. So up um, until but, then, do you like Joel or no? Um, he's fine. Like, okay. like I think he's I think he's more compact. Like. Even though I think he's a monster, I think he was, by the end of the game, he was definitely a lot more compelling than he was at this point in the game. Um, uh, For this part in general, um, the thing which we'll get to later is when when Joel, you know, when um, Joel and Ellie, uh, you know, connect back. And this is supposed to be, like, one of the best parts of the game, apparently. But, like, it it felt random to me. Like, I never saw the... I never saw the real growth that Joel was get like was uh starting to like Ellie, you know what I mean? Like it was just more like oh, I'm I'm okay with like I'm okay, we're like we're fine, but I never I felt like it went from like 0 to 100 in that in that instance for me. I th- I think I think that at least what I noticed there's a few different dialogue moments when they're at the university on the horseback together where they ex- like they clearly showed that on the ride from Tommy to the university, they started to open up to each other a little bit more. Um, yeah, like he opened up to Sarah, but like it was about Sarah and things like that, which is cool, but it, it didn't really the sense of like, oh, I'm going to protect you because I'm because I'm basically like I see you as the new Sarah type situation. Um, I didn't, I, it, it just felt random. It, like it just it, felt like it, it came out of nowhere. It, it okay. went from a, a, a relationship of like, you're my responsibility to like, you're my surrogate daughter. Like yeah. very quickly. Really I see what you're saying. Quickly. I think yep. he always felt that way though. I think that's, I think he always felt that that was a surrogate daughter, but he just didn't want to own up to it. And it, like, the, he didn't want to open up to her like his daughter because 
you know, what happened to his daughter. I think he was always holding back the whole time. That's why, like, yeah. you know, he finally breaks. It, it gets him to the point where he's just like, I, I, I'm not talking to you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know you. You know, like, it's just like, the more I know you, when you die, it's the worst off it's going to be, you know, and stuff I, like that. I would agree with that if he didn't try and pawn her off later on in the game. You know, like, just like, yeah, hey, yeah. like, yeah. that, you know, that kind of, uh, cause I can see, I can definitely see where you're coming from, but if he wasn't trying to get rid of her, like mm. a few hours before, I would just be like, uh, uh you know, I'm, I, I would like be like, okay, I can see how you see it like that. Um, but the only, yeah. the, the only other thing I can say, and again, like, you know, you can argue it's good or bad storytelling, but the university takes place in the fall still. And then in the in this moment we're in the winter, so some t- a few months have passed, like some time, at least a few weeks have passed. Um, where at this moment, not only were they starting to open up to each other a little bit more, but Ellie is actively caring for Joel's life. So I'm sure that maybe you can make the argument that in those moments, Joel is appreciating this person who's literally caring for his life at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I mean. Y- you don't know a lot, like, you know a lot about Joel, but you also don't know a lot about Joel. So I wonder if, like, you know, throughout the last however many years, like, no one cares about Joel. So for someone to be caring about Joel, like, literally trying to keep Joel alive, that might be enough for him to be like, this person actually cares for me. Where this is a world where it's, it's you know, it's dog eat dog. It's everyone surviving for themselves at the end of the day. Uh, so maybe that's enough. But again, it's it's all, I, I think... It's a lot of interpretation, how you want to interpret it. So if it doesn't connect with you that way, then maybe it's not good storytelling. If it does connect you that way, maybe it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just think the general jump, the jumps, like, kind of hurt the story for me personally. Like, what mm-hmm. happened during those times? Because, like, all this, all this, like, supposedly, you know, this uh, in-depth stuff is happening like this. And then there's, like, a giant jump where nothing significant happens. It's just, like... I don't know. It's just hard to it's hard to believe. It's just hard to take as for what it is. Less puzzles and more character building could have fixed that. <laughs> um so you get these back and forth scenes where Ellie is captive. Pretty much every scene with Ellie and Dave fucks me up and it's very creepy like when she's in the cell and like you know you're finding out they're cannibals he hands her the plate of food and she's like it's this fucking human meat like get this away like it's just a lot of scenes when they like are violently throwing her on the table to like start cutting her open or whatever they're gonna do to like make her edible um like that whole thing is like very it's it's comfortable it's uncomfortable for it was uncomfortable for me Uh, comfortable (laughs) for me um it's like it was very uncomfortable for me but again like i don't know if it's me being like hyper uncomfortable because i hate like horror elements uh so i don't know if that hit anyone else as uncomfortably i think the point of it is for it to be very uncomfortable yeah yeah i i remember feeling like this is disgusting this person is so gross like i hate the feeling of of this like i want him to die so bad yeah Um, uh, I I also like at that moment was like very unsure of how Ellie was going to get out of the situation, and I was hoping it wasn't going to be like here comes Joel to save the day, and it wasn't that ultimately, which I liked way more than if Joel was the one that came and showed up. I, I liked that Joel showed up and Ellie saved herself basically. Okay. Um, 
But but leading like leading through those scenes, I didn't know how Ellie was going to get out of that cage. I didn't know how she was going to get off that table. And like Grayson said, like playing through those scenes in the restaurant, like hiding from Dave, that was like one of the one of the only times I can think of in a game where I legitimately felt like I was being hunted. And it was yeah. fucking horrifying. Hunted in like, like a the perfect word. Yeah. Like hunted in like a like a dirty way too. not like not like someone's chasing after me it's like this person wants to defile me um like literally eat me i'm trying to think from like a gameplay like just from a gameplay standpoint i remember that fight being a lot of like running around the booth like the the center booth, yeah. and then like yeah, the trying gameplay. to like hit him like before he was able to grab you like i just remember that fight being really tedious and yeah. me wanting to get it over one because it was extremely uncomfortable Two, because the gameplay in that fight kind of sucked. Yes. But then also because I really just wanted to hack him up with a machete. Yeah. <laughs> Those were like my the things that were driving me through that fight. Yeah. Which I think I, I agree because I think the gameplay for the most part isn't that great in the game. But I do think the not great gameplay, whether it's intentional or not, does work in that specific scene. It does. What you're it saying because it's it like does. It's it's just it's a scenario you do not want to be in any longer. It's probably the most uncomfortable scenario in the game. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So sure. yeah, I don't know if anyone else wants to say anything about Ellie and Dave, but that is the end of winter. If anyone else wants to say anything else about them, I am good. Never have anything about Dave again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think uh, I was watching the the scene right now, and at the end, like when when Joel finds her after she just killed uh david uh they have like a moment too when she when he's like it's me it's me it's me it's joel because she's like going crazy as she just killed someone that just blood splattered all over her face so i think it's also like a moment where the both of them or at least joel is kind of like well this person is very special to me and i would not want anything bad to happen to happen to her he even calls her baby girl there too and yeah i did not like too. that he, I... he called sarah baby girl too when she was dying and, and it's kind of like it's kind of weird but I think we all have those moments in our lives and we have um, like, for example, I would accidentally sometimes call like my boyfriend, the name of my ex-boyfriend because, I, because they do something annoying. I'm like, Oh, I, I imagine you're this person that you're doing something. I don't like that. They did. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but like, yeah. I can imagine him saying that without thinking about it, like hugging her. It's a small girl. So he, he immediately is, is, imagines like his daughter in his hands too. So yeah, it is kind of weird though, but yeah, it's weird because of the moment. context of David. Like, if the whole David thing wasn't happening, I think it would be less jarring. Yeah, to hear her say that, hear him say that. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, I really just want to play now. I, I want to play this now again. I it's been so long, <laughs> I don't remember any of these scenes. Now, I'm like, it's a quick playthrough. <laughs> the game, the game's 10 bucks, it's on sale right now, too. Uh, we can talk about the multiplayer at the end because I'm actually surprised it's, it's it's not bad. Um, but we get into spring, end of the game, and Joel and Ellie reach Salt Lake. There's the giraffe scene, which I don't know if there's like any hidden underlying tones to what that is that someone else is aware of, or it hits someone in a specific way. But um, that did make Joel question completing this quest like he's like we can leave we can go back and ellie's like no we came here to do something i want to see it through um but there's the whole scene where she's basically looking out at these drafts because i'm assuming she's never seen a draft in her life 
Um, I don't know if that hit anyone else in a specific way other than. It's 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 funny because that seems always like one of those scenes you see on every gaming site that they're it's like it's an iconic scene it? yeah it so is. like kind of like watered down the scene in my opinion like mm-hmm. at this point I'm just like it's not a bad scene you know I remember watching it and like it didn't hit me the same way that everyone raved about it back then there's way different scenes in that game that hit me way more than that scene it's not a bad scene or anything but I mean I think I liked it a lot when I first played the game because you're going through so much shit especially after winter. Uh, with everything that happened, it's like so much negative, and and winter is like a metaphor for like death and everything too. So you come to spring and you see these giraffes, and Ellie has probably never seen a giraffe before, and and the the flowers are blooming, and the plants are coming back to life, and you kind of just have this minute to just like think about everything that they've been through, and have this moment with Ellie. And um, you, 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 I was thinking to myself like, oh, things aren't so bad, you know, because you have these beautiful docile animals, and they're just it was chilling and it's yeah. a beautiful moment but the That's two of them be, be before the the big climax of the game happens you know which is just like really heavy um so i think it's just like a nice moment for the two of them before all the shit goes down yeah it's a nice I, moment of brevity like yeah just to breathe i i think now that i'm actually now that we're talking about it and i'm thinking about it that scene i think kind of sets joel up for the final scenes of of the hospital because I think in those moments, that's when he really sees Ellie as like, this is a person who has not been able to live. Like she's been a prisoner of the pandemic. Her, her life is going to be, he doesn't know it at this moment, but going to be cut short for, you know, other reasons. And I think in that moment, he sees her as this is a, a person who hasn't had the ability to live. You know, I want her to see more of the beauty that can be in the world still. Um, and he might want to I, experience that with her. Like, yeah. Inside her. Like he, and, and that scene, he's probably thinking like, I want to, I want to be with her while she experiences stuff like this. Yeah. I want to be he, able to live. Cause he couldn't do life. it either with his daughter. Yeah. He couldn't do it with his daughter either. Um, it's, it's this amazing like juxtaposition, right? Like you have Ellie who has murdered and seen so much shit, but like can still be so innocent. Like that, moment juxtaposed against the the whole dave murder like it's like oh ellie's been through the ringer ellie has lived a completely different life and then to show this innocent side of her like she doesn't know what a giraffe is she's seeing nature for the first time like there's still so much about her that is innocent but Mm -hmm. she's also like a murdering machine and it's like this crazy like just dynamic that that she has and Mm -hmm. i think that scene shows that pretty pretty nicely and then from there you basically find yourself underground trying to find the hospital you deal with more underwater scenes all the underwater scenes should have been in this game (laughs) but i do not remember an uh, underwater scene there so you basically um like moving platforms on the water and everything you're you're on the bus well not even that they're on the bus the the bus like falls into the water Joel is is uh like drowning. Ellie jumps in and she can't. The whole her whole thing the whole game is I can't swim. I won't right, go in the water. Right, right. She jumps in after him. They both go unconscious. The fireflies then find them and drag him into the hospital. Um, oh, okay, okay. And okay. that's how they get separated. Uh, when Joel comes to, um, Ellie's already gone. She's already in an operating room. She's already away from him. Um, Marlene is there. You find out she exchanges words with you. Basically tells you what the deal is we're gonna extract a piece of her brain it's gonna kill her we need to do this 
you know, you can't see her. You need to leave. I need to see her. You can't do this. How could you do this? You know, all these things. Uh, a heated exchange between the two of them. Obviously, it's still hard for Marlene because she has known Ellie her whole life, too. Um, but, I mean, Marlene has uh, a different mindset of what Ellie's usefulness is or what Ellie can be to the world. Um, where Joel has a much... I mean, Joel just traveled across the country with her. So he, he has a very different experience with Ellie. Uh, in a, a Selfish. Uh, selfish i definitely some selfishness um so you go through all these action scenes which for a lot of the combat that i didn't care too much about i didn't hate a lot of the combat in the hospital um because i knew it was building up to something um and i'm they also give you a machine gun yes which definitely helps okay so let me let me actually like mention something about this so, so um you know ellie's like uh supposed to you know supposed to do that uh operation on ellie that's gonna like kill her um but they will get a cure right so my friend uh and i have re- recently talked about the last of us because he played it for the first time like a few weeks ago and he's like um he's in science you know uh he's he's currently trying to get his uh phd uh at, at the university uh where i'm from and he said that uh he found he found a i don't know if it was like a a recorder or if it was like just like a, a document or something but during that time they've already operated on her and they were able to do a spinal tap on her so if you're able if you have the equipment to do a spinal tap on on her you could have you could have been able to <laughs> to just do like a brain surgery and scoop the spores out of her like on her brain and then and then she's still alive you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I wait, get what wait, you're saying. would that not just? So then, wouldn't that justify Joel for you? I mean, I'm just saying it's a, it's a plot hole. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like it doesn't make sense. Uh, like, I mean, well, it doesn't, it doesn't justify say? Joel because yeah, Joel doesn't know this information. They don't. It sounds like they don't even. Well, no, Joel, Joel would know because so at the end of the game there are. Oh well, Joel know because you pick up the note. Exactly, right? there are like notes and tape recorders you can pick up in the hospital, and they definitely yeah. do talk about stuff like this. But I wasn't like super paying attention to some of that stuff. Yeah. So, and that's something I didn't know until he told me because he actually is like really about like reading documents and stuff in video games. So like he was just like, yeah, they were able to do a spinal tap on her, so they e- easily could have just opened up her her brain, scooped some of the spores out. And then they would have been good to go. All right, so let's put this in the basket with the monkeys and the tool <laughs> that you can read. Back. Well, uh, if, so if that, Spinal Tap, monkeys. This crazy could have been like an hour long. Well, if that, <laughs> if that is the case, though, like if that lore exists, that would change how I feel about Joel. Because then I would, because then like in-game Joel would have discovered that information and he would know that they don't need to kill her. I wouldn't I wouldn't assume I would not assume that he would have known that I know that there are collectibles that exist but like I don't that doesn't we shouldn't assume that like in canon Joel you know uh yeah and gets every collectible that's in the game and every all the it also has a medical understanding yeah have you you, like procedures I've had a lot of doctors misdiagnose me my whole life. Like these guys mm-hmm. don't just because they have a doctorate doesn't mean they they usually like push you towards like medication before they even like really t- taking people serious. And hey, if that works, we'll go from there. But like I'm sure like you know like 
and especially in that time period, even if they had that stuff, we don't know, like, you know, it's even like now, with, like the, I don't know. Pandemic. I feel like, I still feel like it's something important enough where they would, you know, where they wouldn't tell you or like, just say like, Hey, she, you are going to die. Or like this person has to die for this to work unless they were absolutely sure. You know what I mean? They probably didn't care. They probably were like this is our only chance to do this. Like we get out, we get this fucking. We, got, oh, we, like, we can probably study the, her body after and everything, and like, we can thing, like, like you know we can break her down. I think that even though Marlene was like thinking about a bigger picture with Ellie, I think she still cared for Ellie, like that she like she would because I'm I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. She like told Ellie like, hey, this is gonna kill you. You you are sacrificing yourself for a better cause. For See, like. And that's what they, I don't think they do that. I do don't think do I don't think at least on screen they do not tell Ellie that she will die from this. Okay. Um, or like that she might potentially die or anything. I, I feel like I saw that somewhere. Um. So because that's where that's where like the end of the game is like that's where it becomes this breakdown for me of like is Joel a bad character? Is he a good character? Are the fireflies good? Are they bad? Because they don't tell you at the end like. When Ellie gets taken and she's on the operating table, you do you, like you do not know if the Fireflies or Marlene or the doctors tell her like, hey, this is it. Like, you're done. Like, like, mm-hmm. do they give Ellie a choice? I feel like they don't. And I oh, feel I like that's part of why Joel, not, no. Joel is like, I, they're not giving her a choice. You're just taking probably her too, life. They probably view it as it's too important. You know? Like, yes. Like, no, we, I we think can't that, even I give thought, her the option. I thought she did choose to do it. I thought, okay, maybe... Like, because I feel like at the very least she chose to do it, but they just didn't tell her that it was going to kill her. No, I yeah, saw, I, I, they she, just kept telling her like, "You're the cure. You're really yeah, gonna save yes. everyone." Of course, she's like, "Okay, cool. That sounds great." Yeah, right. the problem. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but like leading to, you know, if you want to lead up to the end of the game where things get controversial <laughs> here. Yeah, so we'll so you go through all these action scenes in the hospital. You finally get to the operating room. A lot and, of action scenes. Yeah, a lot. Um, but you finally get the hospital was like my favorite like gameplay segment. Yeah, because you're like I'm killing like, doctors video. right now. Like, what's going on? This is amazing. You know? um, <laughs> when you get to the oper- <laughs> when you get to the operating room and you have to basically, I, I don't I don't know if if you wait it out if you're able to just take Ellie without killing the doctors or not, but you have to kill the doctors and then. You have to shoot three doctors. Like it makes you, from what you, I understand, have to kill. I think them. you can just kill you, one. You can. You have. I think you have to kill one. The other two, I know for a fact you don't have to because I saw someone do it today. Got it. Yeah. Well, I did not. <laughs> You're a monster, Ellie. Did he kill all three of them, Brendan? Yes, because I I Same. I just assumed. So when I went in there, I didn't kill anyone at first. I just like pointed my gun at them and didn't do anything. I was like waiting for them to like leave or something, and then like nothing was triggering i was like all right i must have to have to kill these people so i just killed them real quick um it's real and, and like even even like even <laughs> like the, <laughs> the sound design in that moment like if you kill all three of them and you like point your gun oh. like you kill one and then you point at the other like the the struggle that they put up the verbal struggle they put up is is uncomfortable um it's um i, I watched the scene today I, I think you and me must have watched the same one because yeah he shot the first one and then he picked up Ellie, and they're they're still talking. The doctors are like, "You fucking monster!" And then Joel walks away. Yeah. I don't remember what I did when I played 
knowing me like during that moment i think i, I probably would have killed them because i was just very angry and i wanted ellie back i, I don't care who died so because i was a villain too i was i was Joel. <laughs> i wanted her and that's it so I, I probably killed them to be honest um and you take you take Ellie. You have to navigate through the military officers. Get to the get to the elevator. Which again, for when games do these types of scenes, I usually do not like them. I did like this one a lot. I liked like the emotions in my head of like I'm taking Ellie. I don't really know where this story is going to play out. You know, it, it, a lot of emotion for me at that moment. Um, you get to the elevator. You get to the bottom. Marlene's there, and you have an exchange marlene's pointing a gun on you you don't have to do this you can leave you can still say you can still fix this you can do this you just give me ellie blah, blah blah cuts away to joel in a car you just see joel driving and it's like what did joel do i i like i knew he took ellie like he's not gonna go through all of that and not take ellie he's not gonna then be swayed by marlene at the end um but i did like that the dramatics of it i did like the cutaway yeah that's yeah that that's kind of how it, I it, it shows it, it shows him driving it shows him driving right and then a pan just to like yeah. Ellie in the back or in the front seat or something yeah he's yeah. sleeping in the back seat yes and you're yeah, like okay he, what did he do but you yeah. can obviously it was kind of you, you can tell at that moment like, like he he fucking had to kill her like yeah yeah no it kind of like I mean, ruined the suspense of it all I was just like mm-hmm. if you would have switched to everything and then you know switch to showing ellie in the car like it might have been a, it would have been more effective but even then like we knew like no one would have thought oh yeah joel totally gave ellie back to marlene <laughs> it yeah. just pans over and just like a magazine there she's just he's just like doo, 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 doo. Exactly. i think uh i th- i think the this part of the scene that i didn't expect would have been he shoots her so you know he shoots her you just assume she's dead whatever and then it goes back to that scene and he walks up to Marlene and she's like, you know, please spare me, like, blah, blah. And he, and he looks at her and he goes, you'll just come for her and shoots her in the head. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get Joel's motivations here. I know why he's doing this. He's he's trying to protect Ellie. Um, but the, then the game's not much longer. Uh, there's still, like, a small amount of gameplay, like you walking. I don't know why they even put yeah, that. I thought it's like walking and talking. Yeah, just make it a cutscene. Um but here we are, end of the game. Joel, Joel and Ellie, they climb up a hill. They're right outside of Tommy's uh, city, town. Oh, well, well, we didn't uh, we didn't say what Joel said to Ellie in the car, did we? They say it's the end. Yeah, no, he, no, no, he, no, 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 no. So when, the when they're in the car, uh, Ellie's like basically like, what happened? And oh, then yes, Joel yes, says, uh, there are numerous of you guys that are that's supposed oh, okay. to be yes. immune. Like they lied, blah 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 blah, and yeah. then that's that's wh- that's why Ellie says at the end of the game, swear to me that everything you just you said about the fireflies is true, okay? Because because yeah. said that that there were numerous of them, which is another thing which just like that is the worst lie ever. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is a terrible lie. It's like that's a terrible lie. It's like how. Ellie is not dumb. You know what I mean? She knows. So, no, that's why she knows. She like, knows. Yeah. Well, well. So here's. It's not even that she knows. It's just like, come on. Like, it, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> he, know. It's, yeah, he he could have came up with something more clever. Yeah, to it's just like make her believe it. They but. definitely made her seem, you know, like literally the only, the last hope, the only hope, the entire game. And then Joel just gives some weak ass like lie, like, oh yeah, there were 
numerous of you dozens just like dog she ain't gonna believe that so this is where i get in my head about stuff because the way he says that stuff in the car he says there are a bunch of you blah blah blah. they stopped looking for a cure they're not looking for a cure anymore and then it gets to the end scene she asks you know are you lying about this stuff and i feel like the reason why (laughs) i feel like the reason potentially why she may be questioning him at that moment isn't because she doesn't well not because she just doesn't believe him it's because maybe marlene in the hospital did tell her we have to kill you in order to do this so maybe that she knows would be wild and yeah, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think that might that's probably be where two's what, going yes i think that might be where two's going because i i haven't uh-huh. watched a lot I don't know any of the leaks about two, but I haven't watched really any of the trailers or much for two, um, partially because I was playing through one and I didn't need to have any weird things spoiled for me. But it seems like a, a main part of two is Ellie's leaving. But we don't know why she's leaving. She's leaving Joel, right? Isn't that what the trailer shows? She's leaving because her girlfriend got killed. That's oh, what's okay. They yeah. do say she's that. On okay, a, she's on a revenge. It, it, is, it is heavily yeah, suggested that her girlfriend gets killed. Okay. And she goes, and she's trying to get revenge. Interesting. So maybe they won't do that, but that's what I thought at the end, where I was like, the reason she's questioning him, other than just like, that sounds kind of ridiculous, you're telling me the truth, would be, did the Fireflies or Marlene tell her she was going to die, because she was the only hope? Mm-hmm. I don't know where any... I, I guess now that we're guess at we'll the end out. here. Yeah, but now that we're at the end, like, uh, Cam clearly does not like Joel. And think yeah. Joel... Yeah, she he fucking lied. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he is a selfish prick. <laughs> he is a so, monster. So, humanity-wise, he is acting self- selfishly. But, like, morality-wise, if Ellie didn't know they were going to kill her, is he doing the right thing by saving Ellie? Or, like, I guess if Ellie didn't have the choice, if she didn't know that her option was do this and die or don't do this because they're going to kill me is Joel like doing the right thing by saving her because she didn't have the choice of death I feel like uh, you can't trust anyone you can't trust anyone like it's kind of like how like we say with the walking like it's been 20 years too like if I was Joel that's like we say he like wasn't close like he probably never wants to get close to people because you fucking can never trust anyone in the like Look at how people act now, and it's we're in like a civilized world, and people are fucking. I mean, are we? These days. <laughs> no, I know, right? Civilized. But like, yeah, right, exactly. But but like, it's like I just don't. I don't think I'd ever trust anyone at that point. If I lived twenty years in that time, I would never fucking trust a soul. I would, and I would only look out for my interest. I think, unless I had a family, or I had a group of people that I was surviving with. Yeah. I would never trust anyone. I mean, and, my and, my whole point. Uh, go, Brendan. Well, I was just gonna say, into Joel Ellie is his family at this point, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Justin. and I wouldn't even want a family. You wouldn't even want a family in, in like a life like that, you know? Like, True. It's... it's just so my, my view on Joel is, uh, I do not think Joel is totally in the wrong, and mainly because, like, if you look at Joel's entire life, like humanity has given Joel nothing. In fact, they've taken everything away from him. They killed his daughter. They tried to kill Ellie. The life he's lived, he's watched these countless people die, get murdered. Like, humanity is so far gone at this point that, like, what would a cure really do? Like, 
humanity i feel like in this game is at the uh, point where like they're not coming back regardless even if there's a cure like everyone's just out for themselves everyone's savages everyone's just fucking hell-bent on destroying each other like if joel can have like one thing and he wants that thing to be ellie like yeah so what like he's gotten nothing in return for anyone you can also argue that like again so this is why i think i, I think it's very hard to like be cut and dry or black and white on the situation like i feel like there's so much moral ambiguity because it's a civilization that is completely dilapidated you have you know groups like the fireflies you still have some government military in certain parts of the country if like you said they get a cure from this who is now like does this now mean the fireflies are like the ruling power of the entire world like are they going to choose to be like good with it and save people are they going to make people like bow down to them and like pay for like all these things like there's all of this other like think about right now like i'll say this and this is why i think this game hit me a little bit differently living in a pandemic if a vaccine for covid19 gets developed in the united states donald trump is 100 percent charging every other country and us to to get that thing like that's not going to be handed out for free and i'm not saying every country wouldn't do that but I don't think that our government would would just let everyone have that. I think that they would look for a gain from it, um, look for more power from it. Like That's why they're all we, racing to find one right now. We they're have like... the thing. We have the thing. You need this thing. What can we get from you for this thing? So there's that. Um, and like, if you want to argue, like, if they get the vaccine, are they going to rebuild a civilization? Tommy has a very small, seemingly more normal civilized area where they could live a a little bit of a more normal you know for all intents and purposes life in tommy's town yeah i don't know i don't know so i think that with these type of situations it's i think in in most situations i think that there are only very specific situations where you can assume things like i don't want to assume this that and the other when I approach, I want to look at the facts. I want to look at like the logical aspects of it. And the facts are like, you're right. Like we don't know if, uh, you know, like if Ellie was told and stuff and like, if she would be okay with it and things like that. But also we know that's not the reason why Joel saved her. Mm-hmm. We know that he saved her because he's a, he's selfish and he wants like, you know, this Ellie because he sees her as his daughter now. Not that's the only reason. That is literally the only reason. I don't so know. When I, when I think about that, because from the beginning, from the no, of course it is. Because from the beginning, <laughs> it's just like, Ellie is the cure. We need to get you here so, you, so we can get the cure, you know? And then at the end, it's just like, nope, not anymore. I feel so, differently because of Ellie, you know? So at the be- in the prologue, Sarah is robbed of her life from the government. Ellie is now about to be robbed of her life for the government, the Fireflies. But no, there is still government because remember, there's like those checkpoints and the military checkpoints. There's still it, government, established government in, so in the U.S. There's like, from what I was, when I was re-going through everything, it sounded like certain areas of the country still had those militarized zones. And Boston was one of the few where like other states didn't have that anymore, partially because of things like the Fireflies and partially because of things like dave's group where they kill everyone else and there's no like unifying group of people like at this point the united states is isn't 
it's not a united anything. It's just groups of people trying to survive. Um, but there is still some form of government. There, like, I mean, there, there is, because like, there's a military. Can I, like, right, but I mean? it's still the same government that killed Sarah. I know, but I, what I'm saying is like. Like you can say like oh because the government say say like killed Sarah and then like you know the fireflies were gonna k- kill Ellie like but that's still from Joel's selfish reasons like that he's doing what he's doing. Well, I think I think he might be looking at it as a way of like the government robbed Sarah, the same thing as about to rob Ellie, like and he he reg- he he holds through his whole life that Sarah was robbed of living a life because of this. And now Ellie is also going to be not given the ability to live a life because of this. But then why lie? There's no reason to lie then. He could have been I honest. Think, think I about how many times That's why it makes it like, so difficult. Parents lie to their children. Yeah. I like, think if they Ellie do it to protect even, them in a weird way, even if it's not correct. Yeah, I think if Ellie even told him that she wanted to do it, if she had, like, if she was told, he still probably would not have let her or would have. <laughs> pushed her to not do that because he just he's he's selfish like that's someone who's dear to him he doesn't want to lose her so but here's here's the thing regarding what jesse said about like that it's oh you want to protect your child like in this world like it doesn't like you know ellie is like while she is you know she's still young she is like an adult you know what i mean like she no i get what you're saying she 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 is seen that way like and again like in in like the walking dead like clementine treats this five-year-old like there are like these ongoing conflicts of like hey should i treat you like a child or should i treat you as my equal and we need to work together to survive you know he's like a five-year-old but uh you know so with ellie being like what 12 13 14 maybe like of course yeah like you know he he teaches you to use a gun or like you can use a gun and like protect yourself that way but you don't need to be though begrudgingly he for the first half of the game he doesn't want to give her a gun he does not want her to be like yeah, she that. wanted the bow at one point and he wouldn't give it to her he's like yeah no that's not good i know that but that's because joel was being stupid i'm sorry like <laughs> uh anyway i did i that i mean i get why he was i guess protecting her but at that point i was like, like give her a fucking weapon you're yeah right. like let her protect herself like right. uh so yeah it, it's completely for from personal reasons as to why he did that because if it if he if it wasn't that if that wasn't the case the ending wouldn't make sense the ending oh. wouldn't be as compelling as it is well, well, so think about this think about this me and you cam we're in the same scenario we're not related yeah. we go through this this year-long quest across the country mm-hmm. we get to the situation i'm the infected person they're going to take me away they're not giving me a choice but I potentially have the cure for what's going on. Do you just walk away and let me die? If we started from the beginning together, <laughs> no, I would not let. I would. I would not give you away. But, <laughs> but this was his job. You know what I mean? This was his job that he accepted to do. And also, Ellie knew in the sense that she was the key to the cure. You know what I mean? Like she knew for a while that she was the key. And I feel like Ellie is smart and selfish enough based off the character that I learned throughout the game that she would have been okay with being sacrificed. Cause there are people like that. There are people that yeah. would be okay with, I, if, if I got to do this for the betterment of humanity, I will do it. You know what I mean? She definitely seems like the type of girl who would 
do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I will say that I didn't have too many gripes with Joel, but the end definitely made me go, do I not like this person? I do not know. And that, that was the that was the point is make you to think about the entire game again in, in yeah. a new light. Like, oh shit, I'm playing as the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like Braid. So, <laughs> like what? Uh, I, I've yet to play Braid. Braid. I want to though. Oh, oh well, Todd just, the, Todd just ruined the Todd just ruined the game. Braid's <laughs> 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 a puzzle game. I I don't know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel about the ending. I still think it's great. I still I think it's fascinating. That's like that's the best way I can explain. Is like I think Joel and Ellie's chemistry is fascinating. I don't. Yeah. I think the game as a whole is okay. I think the story is 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 fine, and I think you know I I think their performances, specifically uh, Ashley Johnson's, is phenomenal. So, and I, that's literally the reason why I'm excited for part two is for Ashley Johnson and for the story because I think they're gonna clean it up too. I think you're gonna see a lot of things that you maybe not liked about the combat in the first one. I think they like know a lot of people complained about that. Like they I would do. Hope so like, it's like eight years later. Cause yeah, like, of course. Cause I watched this. I wasn't gonna watch the state of play because I watched the like story trailer, and that was the trailer that officially was just like, okay, I'm legitimately excited to play part two. Um, but then I play, and I wasn't gonna watch state of play, and I ended up doing it anyway. And then I watched the gameplay, and I was just like, this is just more Last of Us one, but a little bit more additions. So yeah. now I'm so now I'm just like less excited i'm just yeah, like oh because so, because i'm thinking about oh this is naughty dog's biggest game to date and i'm like but with this gameplay like you know what i mean like that's uh, so that's what i'm kind of worried about because i already thought the last of us even though it was like you know not too long like it didn't overstay its welcome like that much but i think it did to a certain extent that now this is supposed to be their biggest game and it's the same gameplay and things like that and it's just like I, I don't know like that's kind of a red flag for me i'm still excited um i'm definitely gonna play the crap out of it and i hope that i end up liking it like more than the first game so, what if at so the very beginning you have to grab like a wooden plank like two seconds into the game <laughs> <laughs> naughty dog likes doing stuff like that too they're very self-referential right. I, I don't see that not happening you load up crash bandicoot <laughs> this that happens you get to in play Uncharted 2 yeah. and Uncharted yeah, yeah. 4, yeah. Well, they're going to be playing something on that Vita. There's definitely going to be a, a game cameo on that Vita. Can you see imagine. the Vita behind me? <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I didn't notice that until just now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately, you know, a story like this for me, like, I like that the end of it, Cam can feel one way, I can feel one way, and maybe neither one of us is right it's just you kind of you kind of interpret it how you want to interpret it and i still don't really know how i feel about joel i think if they never made a second game i'd be pleased with the story i hope the second Mm -hmm. game doesn't ruin what is you know an overall good good story for me that's my Um, biggest concern and i will say i will say on the record i know how the last of us part two ends i got i did get i did get spoiled some asshole yeah. sent me a message on Twitter, and I was just like, but the thing is, just like, I'm not like particularly excited for this game, and I don't really care about these characters. So, because I literally tweeted like, for those who care, spoilers are out, and I'm like, dude, I don't care, like, you know, but I'm still interested to see how it gets to that point yeah. at the end, because it's definitely interesting. It's um, because you know when the Last of Us Part Two was announced, a lot of people were just like, "Oh, it doesn't need a sequel. It's perfect the way it is." And I definitely see the uh, arguments there, but also 
knowing how the second one ends, I'm kind of I'm I'm really excited to see how it gets there. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm shocked it hasn't been spoiled for me yet because I'm the dude who always gets too. spoiled within like the first hour of like Fingers finding crossed. out there's spoilers. Yeah, right. Because kind of like, uh, well, no, I'm not gonna say that because then you then that would actually give you a very good assumption as to what happens at the end of the game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I'm not going to. I almost said something. And I was like, wait, no, that's a bad. This is like us trying to, to not spoil Final Fantasy <laughs> VII's Brendan last time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I st- I need to still watch Advent Children, but I did play through. The original game. Um, yeah. it, Grace and Jesse, either of you have like closing comments on Last of Us or how you feel about Joel or anything? Yeah, like at the end of The Last of Us, I was just like, I I, I don't think he was a bad person because I put myself in his shoes and I was like, it, I probably would have done the same thing. It's an like, unco- yeah, I, it's an uncomfortable situation to be in because yeah, I'm I'm kind of if it was some if it was me and it was someone I I cared about. I I would probably do the same thing. I would probably be like, fuck that. Especially if I had no one else, like in this yeah. fucked up world. Like I would have probably done the same thing. Um and, and also I also thought the ending was like almost perfect where I was one of those people who like, you know, this game doesn't need a sequel. It's it's a perfect not a perfect video game, but it's perfect to me, you know, and when I experienced it for the first time. But when I heard that sequel was being made, I was still happy. Like I'm super excited to play this game, and I hope. I just hope, like what Jesse was talking about, that they can really um, nail it again. Because I just don't think it's gonna be a, like as big of a hit as The Last of Us was. Because it, it is a sequel, you know. They have to. There's the high. There's a lot of expectations. They have to hit all those marks. I think it'll be a great game. I just don't think it'll hit like the same high as the original did for me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, trying I'm excited to, see- to like just see the end of it and seeing how the story ends and how like, hopefully this is the end i don't want to see last of us three i don't care how this ends but i think this will be a good like end to this le le story and stuff yeah i'm actually trying to think about like a game that was a 10 out of 10 and then its sequel was somehow even better is there one that exists maybe uh, red Dead Two. Seven. Pokemon Final 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 seven maybe red Dead two seven what to remake think, no that's know. not the same you think you think Red Dead Two is better than Red Dead One? I think so. I do, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. Yes. So Red Dead yeah. Two. So it could be a Red Dead Two situation. And all y'all are just like, <laughs> fuck y'all. Red Dead Two's garbage. <laughs> it's not garbage. I did enjoy Red Dead Two, just not. At, at some oh, point this year, at some point this year, I will attempt Red Dead Two again. If it doesn't hook me. If it doesn't hook me, I'll give you a deal. I'll give you a deal. No matter what I'm doing on my streams, whatever. <laughs> If you give like a fair like ten hours into Red Dead Two, I will I will stream for at least ten hours Breath of the Wild. Oh, <laughs> okay. you have to now. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. Um, what about you, Jesse? How, how does the last? Oh, I love Breath of the Wild. Are we talking about Breath of the Wild? <laughs> no, <Breath> we're, <laughs> we're, no, we're talking about. Well, no, we're not talking about a, 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 a good game. So no, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. So my thoughts on the Last of Us ending i liked it i like that it is kind of up to interpretation as you said uh i agree that joel was selfish in his decisions however i do feel that those decisions are totally justified because of what i stated previously about humanity and you know his life has been a fucking nightmare and ellie is the one good thing he has and and you know and he makes maybe he makes the the wrong choice for ellie maybe ellie would have been okay giving up her life for the greater good but, you know, he was faced with a, a hard choice and well, hard choice as as the player. But, you know, he made the decision to save her and 
give her a life, whether that's a good idea, I guess we'll find out in part two. Um, I just hope part two is good. That's really from what I've seen. I've kind of tried to not watch a lot. I watched the initial trailer, which, by the way, is probably one of the best trailers, I think, period. The one of her playing guitar, like that reveal mm-hmm. trailer yeah. is so oh. good. Yeah, so oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> from start to finish like it's just her fucking singing and joel's walking by all those fucking dead corpses and there's the one in the bathroom and i swear that shot looks so good when you look at that bathroom shot and then just like i'm gonna um, what, what does she say she's like i'm gonna, gonna find and i'm gonna kill one. every last one of them and then it's just hard cut oh that sh- that trailer gave me chills but yeah, then i haven't really seen cuts. anything uh, I do. Yeah, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for like a, a hard, a hard cut. I've been regret. I've been regretting watching every trailer and all, and just I just I like to stay informed. You know, part of the our jobs, I guess. But I don't know. I feel like I they. Just, I feel like they haven't really shown much. Like no, like like, the like, clip, it, like different. There's angles. stuff that I expect. It's like, well, this looks like The Last of Us. It's not anything. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe Ellie can do this. It's like Ellie can. Oh, could swim. She could stab them. Like, <laughs> They've only up. shown yeah, like she... two extended gameplays, right? They showed E3 2018 or 17. And then the state of play. And then state of state play were the only like... two. And then they had like story trailers. It, yeah. it's, everything uh, they showed was like what I expected. It, it's kind of weird to me that they're even marketing the game that way that heavily. Like, I mean, not they should still market it, but I, I feel like showing like it's a sequel to a very narrative focused game. I feel like the people that are going to play Last of Us 2 have played Last of Us 1, and they don't need to know anything about Last of Us 2. Like, it's weird how much they're showing. I feel like I feel like you're not going to get Last of Us 2 if you didn't play the first one. It's going to be really weird if you do buy it. Um, yeah, and I yeah. feel like you, you, you either want to revisit that world or you don't. It's just kind of weird that they're showing so much. I get and the state of play was like an in-depth, I guess, look at gameplay. I didn't watch the state of play because I just didn't want to know anything about Last of Us 2. Um, but yeah, they don't have to show anything. Yeah, it, it, this is in the way it's titled to its part two. It's not like The Last of Us two. So I think yeah. that especially turns people away who haven't played the first one. You know, and I, yeah. I hope that it's designed with that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Naughty Dog wouldn't do this, but I, I hope that Last of Us Part Two is designed to not be a, a game that just anybody can pick up and play and understand everything that's going on. Like, I don't want it. I, I want it to be a direct you know continuation you want it like, to be a sequel you want it yeah, to be a proper I, sequel i don't i don't want a bunch of new stuff introduced that didn't happen in the first like i just want it to be if you played yeah. the first one and you play the second one you got to play the first one to play the second one to understand everything i want to yes a yeah. nice like these, these these two games should be one complete experience exactly for me pretty much which is and not I'm, like a separate entity i'm hopeful that's why they called it part two and not last of yeah. us two yeah, yeah um todd what about for you your final thoughts on the last of us. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's up there with like my top games. I mean, like the more we talk about gameplay and the more I revisit it, I completely understand, you know, um, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered some of you guys, but, um, I get it completely. Um, yeah, but I just, I, I, that ending to me, like, I'll never forget. Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't picturing the end of that game. I'd be stabbing my way through a hospital that they were going to kill Elliot, you know, like, it kind of just was like one of those things where I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, just I'm going crazy right now. I'm like, this is this is nuts. Um, so that like that was cool. And then the scene where they show him when he's holding Ellie and he shoots. Uh, I figured, is it Marlene? Yes, Marlene. Yeah. Shoots her. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, like and, the, and then that final thing. I'm a sucker for like 
John Wick, any kind of, even though she doesn't necessarily deserve it. But I just love that line. Like you said, he's like, like you'll still come after her. Boom. You know, like that's like, like, you know, like I love that shit. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited for the sequel. Um, I've kind of stayed away from pretty much everything. I've watched a little teeny bit of gameplay. So I'm like not getting my hope. I don't get my hopes up to get video games anymore because I feel like I've been disappointed a lot recently. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this will disappoint, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait to get back. It's one of those games I'll probably finish in two days and I don't do that that often. Yeah. Me too. The, the only expectation that I have for the sequel, like it, it can be a, a seven to me, it can be a 10 and that's relevant for me. The only thing that I hope the sequel does and then everything else will be fine is kind of like what you Yes. Kind of like what you said about, like, I hope it doesn't try to reestablish these people so that if you didn't play the first one, you know, whatever. I hope that they. I hope that a portion of the story deals with Joel lying to her. And that needs to be resolved in some way. If that isn't addressed, I will be disappointed in the story. Yeah, I think overall. If that piece isn't addressed, it doesn't have to be the main story. It doesn't have to be this big story beat. But I feel like if that conversation or or set piece or whatever that is going to be isn't present in the game, I think I'll feel a little bit let down by the by the story. I mean, maybe they can do something else that will really blow me away. I don't know. But I feel like that of all the things that they address from the first game, if they don't address the ending of the first game. I feel like. I'll be a little disappointed in the game. Yeah, they definitely will, though. I, I don't think they will not, you know. It'd be such a weird thing to not yeah. bring up. Well, if the way that... I, I guess the way I'm set, the reason I'm saying it is if the way they're kind of pitching the game is is it's Ellie on this revenge quest for her murdered girlfriend, I feel like if the story is more focusing around Ellie, then maybe that Joel piece doesn't exist because she leaves Joel. I don't know. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Find out. We will definitely find out. We'd never brought up the DLC. I can like quickly say what it was. It's like two hours. It's not long. It goes back and forth between uh, Ellie in the past. Well, in the past when she's with Riley, her who you find out she they have some sort of romantic connection. Um, and then in the future where she's looking, or in the winter when she's looking for uh, medical supplies for Joel before you get to the David's scene. So. Um, I think that it does a good job of making me like Ellie even more. Not that I needed another, like I didn't need more. I, I liked Ellie no matter what. Um, I think it does a lot more character build, building for Ellie. Um, and obviously, like I don't think the main game addresses it at all that she is a gay character. I don't think the main game addresses it, but the DLC does. I think it hints at it. I think it hints at it in the in the main game. Okay. Um. But this like puts it in your face that she is is a gay character. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the character building that they give her in this DLC is well done. I like that it cuts back and forth between the two uh, points in time. I just don't really know if it was necessary. Yeah, yeah it, like outside of establishing like like straight up establishing that Ellie is gay, like. I don't. I, I really didn't see the point. Like, I don't think I gained much from uh, the character, like the characters knowing that you know Riley's her name, right? Yes, Riley. Yeah. That that Riley was going to, uh, you know, get bitten or 
die or whatever it may be. So, you know, it was it was I'm glad that it was like, what, maybe two hours. It was like two hours the most. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. Maybe it was longer if you wanted to, like, get all the achievements or, or trophies, rather. Uh, yeah. But it was a very quick play. It was it was very fine. It like I pro- <laughs> probably liked it more than The Last of Us overall, but <laughs> but you know I still enjoyed it. Like it was cool for what it is. I like it. It's um that because when we were talking way before about um the scene in the house where on the ranch where uh, Joel and Ellie go at it and they start yelling at each other and she's like I've lost people too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to you know. I mean, it's not nice to see it, but it it was welcome that they added uh, her actually losing somebody. And yeah. you just kind of get that little bit of backstory. And then it helps, it, like we talked about earlier again, it, it helps bridge the gap a little bit. Because it, it takes place during winter when Joel is sick. Or yeah. not sick, but like dying. And she's trying to get supplies for them or whatever. Uh, I think if we were to jump to a different point in time, as opposed to that scene... What we were talking about earlier, like maybe uh, it would have been more interesting to see what they were doing from Pittsburgh to Colorado uh, instead of choosing the weird time where Joel is like not around. Yeah, that's kind of my only gripe with it. Would it have worked better if it was just in the game as what it was? No, I think it would have killed. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. It would be really polarizing, I'd say. Uh, Yeah, I think it it would. It would just kill the pacing of that game. Yeah, Yeah, true. Well, unless anyone else has some closing thoughts on The Last of Us, go ahead. I just want to say one thing. Um, One of the reasons I like this game so much, and this is like the weirdest thing ever, but the PS3 version, I played the shit out of that multiplayer, and I never expected it. I didn't even like know multiplayer came with The Last of Us when I bought it. I bought that game for the the story, and I followed the story pretty closely. But for like that that multiplayer is like a hidden gem and uh it's I don't like know factions or whatever right yeah man it's like you, gotta, it rules. It's like you go through weeks and everything is uh it, it's cool you gotta like you don't start with a lot of ammo it's basically kind of like a counter-strike thing where like the more points you get for each round the more money you have to put towards weapons and you gotta build you can build stuff in it and craft and uh brendan played it with me recently but it's uh for like back in the day I when it, it came out, it was great. It was great, and it still holds up now. Yeah, like when we played it, I was like, "Oh, this is still good." Yeah, it's not bad. The only, the only kind of difficult part about the multiplayer playing it now is that it's like player base is clearly people who like this is the game they play. So we played against a lot of really <laughs> yeah, hard, right. like good players. Um, but otherwise, like it, it, it holds up. Like I, if you have remastered and check out the multiplayer, I think it's like a decent thing to to dive into just to even check out. Um, but yeah, Last of Us. It's a game. It's definitely a game. Game. Um. So Two weeks first to the sequel. It's so soon. So soon. June nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. June nineteenth. There's no way I'm gonna finish Persona by then. I'm fucked. <laughs> Yo, you gotta finish it. We have to talk about it. I finished it, and it's. I need to talk about it. I know. I know. But like. I got other things I got to because I'm I'm reviewing disinte- I'm reviewing disintegration and then I think like right after that I'm going to be reviewing uh SpongeBob so I'm just like I don't I don't have time. I don't have time right now. I'm going to stream oh Persona God. 5 tonight though, so. Hell yeah. Todd, watch the trailer for Disintegration cuz I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah. Um when is that game but, out? Uh Soon. the 16th. 16th, yeah. Shit, that's yeah. too close to Last of Us. Okay. You got, um, from from what it seems like, you could easily, at the very least, get through that campaign in three days. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. 
you should definitely check it out. I was really impressed when I played it uh, at PAX West. Hell yeah. Yeah, the trailer got me excited. But thank all of you for coming on, sitting down for what I said was going to be an hour and a half. <laughs> it's two and a half hours. <laughs> uh, it's okay. But, yeah, the last of I us. love it. I, I was expecting a little bit more, like, cutthroat. Um, I was hoping for some more from some more uh Last of Us bashing and Last of Us uh not bashing, but it's all right. Next oh, up. I thought, I thought it was a good mix of both. <laughs> Are you saying enough. you want us to so. fight more? Kind of. I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> I know, uh, right? I know. I don't know if I do either. <laughs> we're just gonna have to find the most polarizing game where we have all the very like starkest opinions on. But Thank all of you for coming on. Uh, take this time. You start with with Cam if you want to like plug yourself, plug whatever you're working on, plug anything. We'll kind of run through. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at uh on Twitter at the Cinephile Guy. I stream as well on Twitch.tv/slash the Cinephile Guy. Um, I'm going to be on Inside Gaming tomorrow, and so that episode will be up. Uh, probably. Uh, it'll be up by the time this episode is out. Um. So check that out on Inside Gaming's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and yeah, I think that's all. And you can follow uh, Dual Shockers at Dual Shockers on Twitter, DualShockers.com. Is the is the other PlayStation thing? Can you talk about that or no? No. Um, nothing is set in stone yet. Okay. All right. So never mind. Um, Grayson, what about you? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Grayson Morales. Um. And then you can find my writings over at twinfinite.net. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I just wrote a really fun feature on Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition this morning. I really want to get it, but I have have too many things I need to do. I need to play Persona. Persona is the best. Unless you have a ton of free time, it's not something to go out and and chase after right now. (laughs) It's fun, though. Yeah, it's it'll definitely it'll find its way on my backlog at some point this year, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Jesse, what about you? Uh, you can find my Twitter musings at Jesse Vitelli. Uh, I also write at Twinfinite.net. You can check out some really cool GTA Online guides that I've been writing, like how to emote in case you don't know how. Uh, I won't tell you how. Go read the guide. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, that's about it. Also, congrats on the inside gaming thing. That's super cool. I didn't know about it. I'm excited yeah, to check yep. it out. Yeah, yep. Cam's, blo- Cam's blowing up this week. He was Hell on yeah. the, I, and I will say actually that episode of Spawn on Me with with you, Blessing, um, Paris, and uh, Pika, Zombie, uh, yes, Pika Chulita, yeah. Like that's a phenomenal episode, and I encourage everyone who's listening to this to go listen to that because it is like a very yeah. very good episode. I plan on watching it. I'm listening to it tomorrow. Well, yeah, just a heads up. I don't know if you saw, but it is actually being broadcasted on, uh, rebroadcasted on Twitch's front page tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, yeah. I'll uh, be watching that. Yeah, that's dope. Sick. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm very glad I was uh, got to be a part of that. I didn't get to talk as much as I would like to, but that's because one, I was uh, learning a lot of stuff myself, and also, you know, there are people that I felt that, you know, that, that like they, they, they wanted to speak. You know what I mean? Now it's just, yeah. mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, go off. So. Um, you know, I was only a, a very small part of that conversation, but I'm, I'm I'm very glad to be and proud to be a part of it. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, to the point where I was like, I think I need to listen to it again because like I just I don't know. There there was like a lot. There's just a lot there. There's a lot, and I think 
I think especially white people would benefit from listening to that and hearing these stories and, and, and hearing, you know, not a white person talk about these things, hearing a black person talk about these things. Um, it was very, it was very, very informative and enjoyable. I think all of you guys have really good chemistry. So, and have just good on air personalities. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. And then Todd, where, pe- where can people find you and, and yell at you yeah. about last of us? Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, thank all of you for coming on as always. Everyone listening, you can find us at PassTheController.io on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. You can find me at Groom and Black Lives Matter.